This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, October 25th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. People around the world are reporting problems sending and receiving messages on the popular chat app WhatsApp. According to Down Detector, which, uh, which tracks outage reports, People started reporting problems at 3 a.m., they said. A WhatsApp spokesperson said the company is aware that some people are having trouble sending messages and is working to restore service as quickly as possible. Meta, previously known as Facebook, bought WhatsApp in 2014. It's wildly popular, especially outside of the United States, where many people use it for everyday communication. I never use it, but I know lots of people who use it constantly. I have a friend who lives in uh, South America, and I use it all the time to communicate with her. It's the easiest way, and um, it's, is it, it's free. Is it reliable when you're using it? Oh, every time, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and, and there's like, can... a, a high school group chat, and uh, so a bunch of people from the States, but for, for us to stay in touch with Cindy, who lives in Colombia and South America, we use WhatsApp. Um, yeah, so... you know, this, I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah. but uh, like uh, Antonina in Sweden. Yeah. That's pretty much how, if I do it's, communicate with her, through that. It's yeah. really global. I mean, most yeah. people outside of the United States use it all the time. Uh, we just get used to using texts and whatever here, but uh, WhatsApp really is convenient, and Steve, yeah, super reliable. Well, right. because it's free. Yeah. Um, where Whereas yeah. if you're text messaging somebody, exactly. that I guess that maybe that you know would add an extra charge. But Nick, same thing. I have a friend um, who lives in England, and uh, bec- you can make uh, phone calls on it too. Right. So it's it's really easy to communicate. Let's just with call them. him Charles. <laughs> <laughs> We can if you want. <laughs> King Charles. <laughs> so, yeah. So, apparently at 3 a.m. they started reporting uh, an outage and issues, but uh, they said they're working to get it all fixed. <clears throat> an armed former student broke into a St. Louis high school Monday uh, morning uh, and said, you're going to all die before fatally shooting a teenager and a, teen- a teacher and a teenage girl and wounding seven others before police killed him in exchange of, of gunfire. The attack uh, just after 9 a.m. at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School forced students to barricade doors and huddle in class classroom corners, jump from windows and run out of the building to seek safety. One terrorized girl said she was eye to eye with the shooter before his gun apparently jammed and she was able to run out. Was this school in existence when you were there, Preston? I'm not familiar okay. with it. Yeah, it, it may have been, but I'm not familiar. Speaking at a news conference Monday afternoon, Police Chief Michael Sack identified the shooter as 19-year-old Orlando Harris, who graduated from the school last year. Sack said the motive was still under investigation, but there are suspic- uh, suspicions that, that there may be some mental illness that he's experiencing. Uh, investigators last uh, later searched Harris's home, Sack said. Uh, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch identified the teacher who was killed as Jean Kuzka. Her daughter said that her mother was killed when the gunman burst into her classroom and she moved between him and her students. The other fatally, uh, who was fatally killed was 16-year-old uh, female. Uh, seven others, uh, 15 and 16-year-olds, all of them, four boys and three girls, were all in stable condition. Four students suffered gunshot wounds or graze wounds. Two suffered bruises and one had a broken ankle. Sack declined to say how Harris was able to get into the building, which has security guards, locked doors, and metal detectors. Harris had nearly a dozen high-capacity magazines of ammunition with him. St. Louis School Superintendent Kelvin Adams said seven security guards were in the school at the time of the attack, each stationed at an entrance of the locked building. One of the guards noticed the gunman trying to unsuccessfully get in at a locked door. The guard notified school officials who contacted police. Sack said the call about the shooter came in at 9.11 a.m. and officers arrived and had Harris down by 9.25 a.m. He and others praised uh, the quick response of officers and other emergency responders. Monday's school shooting was the 40th 
40th this year, resulting in injuries or death, according to a tally by Education Week, the most in any year since it began uh, tracking shootings in 2018. The next Powerball jackpot is expected to grow to $680 million after No Ticket matched all six numbers on in Monday night's drawing. The jackpot is the seventh largest in Powerball history. The next drawing will be on Wednesday. The winning numbers for Monday were 18, 23, 35, 45, 54. The Powerball was 16 and the power play was four. One ticket in Texas matched five of the numbers to win a million dollars. Wednesday's jackpot has a cash value of $326 million. Now, the the biggest all-time lottery jackpot was a $1.5863 billion Powerball prize in 2016. Powerball is played in 45 states. Do you want to know your odds, or should we just leave that out? <laughs> Dang, whatever. <laughs> 300 and some odd million. Uh, the odds of winning... No, Preston, that's too high. <laughs> the odds of winning the Powerball jackpot is 1 in 292 million. That's Ooh, almost a sure win. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're kind of just start investing now because you got it. Eventually, it's going to hit. But we're all going to buy tickets, right? Um, yeah, nah. I, you know what? I will. Yeah, Why not? I'm going to yeah. buy a ticket. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, in sports this morning... Uh-huh. The Sixers finally won a game, beating the Indiana Pacers 120-106 to last night in South Philly. James Harden had 29 points and 11 assists, and Joel Embiid scored 26 points to lead the Sixers to their first win of the season. The Sixers are back on the road tomorrow night with a game in Toronto against the Raptors. Tip-off will be at 7.30. In Monday Night Football, Justin Fields led the Bears to 23 unanswered points, and Chicago ran away with an easy 33-14 win over the Patriots last night in New England. Both the Phillies and the Astros will have an off day today before the teams start to prepare for Friday's World Series Game 1 in Houston. The Phils are expected to travel to Texas tomorrow. Tomorrow, the first pitch on Friday night is scheduled for just after 8 o'clock. And the Flyers are also off until Thursday night when they'll host the Florida Panthers. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you, Kathy. Steve, can you hit the they did it one more time? They did it! We could get another one of I, those. That's, that's all I've been thinking about like, uh, since the game. It's I'm very like, possible. Yeah, I know. We could get another one. Uh, I, I, in fact, Nick, well, you know we had a talk a couple days ago. Oh, I, yeah. I said you should have one of those recorders at the ready yes. to yeah. get it the same way so that it'll overmodulate the same way yeah. Yeah. and uh, blow it out. Yeah, and, and uh, just for the record, and I said this last week, but we don't get another one of those. Until they win the World Series. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of people are requesting them, and I appreciate the request. It's really yeah. nice, but uh, they only happen <laughs> very special occasions. Yes. Yeah. It's like seeing a unicorn. That's yeah. right. <laughs> right. Well, we'll see. Well, uh, it's coming up this week. Yeah. yeah. Exciting stuff. So uh, we are happy that you're joining us this morning. Thanks for being here on a Tuesday. Uh, with that, we do have some ink to give away. Preston and Steve show themed tattoo for Tattoos Day. Very, very simple. Just text the word tattoo to 39333, and you might win a $350 gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. So go ahead and do that now by the end of the program. We'll give that away. We also, at some point in the program, have a really cool uh, Primo Hoagie tailgate Whoa. party uh, pack to give away. Uh, and that's, uh, it, we're calling it Tailgate Tuesday. It's very creative. So is that going to be like every Tuesday now? Is that going to be a theme? or I, I hope so, because it's a $100 Primo Hoagies gift card and a case of Michelob Ultra. Absolutely. Nice deal. So at some point today, we will give that to someone, hopefully you. Uh, and if not, 
that, we have $1,000. I know it ain't no $610 million or whatever, but <laughs> it's, it's a grand, and it's easier, and you have a slightly better chance than one in $300 million right. to win. So... Stick around for you who loot because we're going to do it at 8 and 10. It happens again at noon and then 3 and 5 today. Uh, we do have a guest on the program. Her name is Sarah. Uh, how do you pronounce her last like, name? Uh, like Kato Kalen? Kalen. Kalen, yes. Sarah Kalen. She's been here. So her, her name is spelled a little funky. Right, That's right. why I asked the question. But she's been here before. She's actually not your average listener. And she is all about true crime, and uh, a, she has a podcast. It's great stuff, and they have an event coming up. And with with it being right on the verge of Halloween, she's talking, uh, you know, crazy killers and stuff like that. So Jeffrey Dahmer's yeah. all, yeah, all over the place now because of that Netflix series. So she has an event called All Horrors Eve uh, uh, that's uh, coming up. And so we'll uh, find out about that, and we'll talk true crime and all that good stuff. Love it. Uh, in here this morning with her, and we'll get to that in the 9 o'clock hour. So that and whatever else we decide to throw and see what sticks against the wall is what's going to happen this morning on the program. Let us take a break. We'll come back, and we'll get into the entertainment report. Unfortunately, a, a beloved a character actor passed away. We'll yeah. get to that and a few other things as well as some giveaways. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's give some away. We have a $50 Metro Diner gift card. Stupid question this morning is as follows. What two planets in our solar system have no moons uh-huh. at all? Let's see if you know the answer to that. 215-263-WMMR. Need two planets uh, in our solar system that have no moons. Give us a call. Mention some birthdays today on Tuesday, October 25th. We'll start with basketball coach Bobby Knight. Yeah. Uh, obviously retired, and uh, I'm surprised he has lived this long. <laughs> with all that anxiety. I thought that he would drop dead of a heart attack. <laughs> uh, but he is 82 years old. But he, That dude was unhinged, man. Yeah, and that's why uh, it surprised me that when he retired, he went into the kinder care business. Wow, yeah. so he started yeah. preschool? Yeah, preschool. And I just, had just no idea. the demeanor for that. <laughs> I wonder, like, and, you know, looking back on it, where was the his ire, most of his ire directed? Was it directed towards? Cryptocurrency. It was. <laughs> oh, wow. I was thinking it was like his own players. Non-fungible tokens. <laughs> what I, You own nothing! <laughs> <laughs> He's throwing chairs around. He just doesn't this understand. This is not a chair. Does not understand it. <laughs> I don't know, Case. You mean at his own team? Yeah. Because listen, the, I, I coached yeah. youth basketball, and I'm terrible at coaching. But uh, I bet my, you're. I bet you're good. I. You th- I think, oh no 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 no! I, and I'm not being like uh, modest or. Okay. I am terrible. <laughs> okay. <All right>. Terrible. <laughs> I stink her. I know nothing about like yeah. uh, the the chess board that is the basketball court. <laughs> you I throw just, any chairs though? No, no. So, but I have gotten. I, I have yelled at players, my own players. Uh, I've never yelled at other teams' players and, and refs. Um, I think he's just so, wired that way. It's, it's, yeah. To Preston's point, 
That's why you'd be stunned that someone like that didn't keel over from mm. all that rage. Right. Yeah, he's 82 today. Uh, Marion Ross, Mrs. C. And another oh. screaming lunatic. Mrs. Cunningham. Where were you, Howie? <laughs> <laughs> what was, her, what was uh, Mrs. Cunningham's first name on the show? Marion. It was Marion? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. what wait, I thought. Wait, her name in real life was Marion? Yeah, and... Marion Ross. Yeah. And, and I, I, that's why I'm like, am I wrong no, it's about definitely that? Marian, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Mrs. C, ninety-four years old today. She was great. She was it, a great straight character. She's also in that episode I bring up all the time. Andy Warhol on the Love Boat. She. Oh yeah. And that plot line, she posed nude for him. I remember you telling years me that. Ago. Wow. Yeah. You know who used to who had freely admitted to having a, a big crush on her? Yeah, Fonzie. Henry Winkler. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so she is 94 today. Uh, Adam Goldberg, uh, not the writer, producer, director. Adam Goldberg, the actor, uh, who you knew, saw in uh, Saving Private Ryan. He yes. also did a turn on Friends. Uh, he was also the, the Jewish uh, detective, the... the um Hebrew Hammer? Hebrew Hammer. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, I always liked that guy. He is uh, 52 today. Ed Robertson, one of the lead singers, uh, one of the lead members of uh, Bare Naked Ladies, celebrates his 52nd birthday today. That's a band within the past year or two that I've gone back and revisited yeah. and yeah. some time with. It's really, really talented group. Very nostalgic now. Yeah, yeah you know, it's yeah. really kind of funny to, to think that it's a bit nostalgic. What was the show that just got canceled in Vegas? The... Uh... Oh, I because know. of the storm, and it, oh. it had a roster of acts like this. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marissa knows it. The When We Were Young Festival or That's something it. like that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, was Bare Naked Ladies on that? No, but I think they would fit in that realm, right? It that was roster. a little more punky than what that, but yeah. But nonetheless, they uh, they still toured. I yeah. think they were. Uh, the other dude was in town not that long ago. Preston, if you're into them, uh, listen to Rock Spectacle. It's a live record that they put out in like 95, 96, and Ooh. it's just beautiful harmonies. It's, it's one of my favorite live records of all time. Okay. Really, He's really good. 52 years old today. Uh, it's Chad Smith's birthday today huh. of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Very fun interview with him a while back. He was great. Yeah. Very candid and loves drumming, really loves drummers. Yeah. He was at his house in Montauk and yeah. his son was, he, we were on Zoom with him, right? And his yeah. son was like messing with him behind him <laughs> yeah, in the window. In the window behind him. And there's video of him, it might have been in, I don't know if it was in uh, AC Isle or Avalon or... Uh, Stone Harbor. It was Stone was, Harbor, yeah. yeah. And yeah. he got up and jammed with his band who was playing. Yeah, so there's um, a place in Montauk where a lot of famous people will just go for dinner. It's right on one of the marinas, um, and they have a band that plays every Tuesday night, and a lot of people will get up and play, and he's one of the ones that's kind of infamous for going there and getting up and playing. 61 years old today. Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, celebrates her 65th birthday today. What a gig. Oh, yeah. As close to, like, a lifelong job as you could possibly have. Most definitely. Uh, So happy 65th birthday to her. By the way, they did that uh, It um, Paradise of Terror. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah? You should see it. All right. Tons of Stephen King stuff. Um, Also, turning a year older, somebody that we had on earlier this year, celebrating 78th birthday today, is John Anderson of the band Yes. And you you and I were... Massive, yep, yes, fans. All that prog rock, loved it. I had uh, my buddy of mine <laughs> called me shortly after. He's like, "Hey, who is that older woman you guys were talking to?" <laughs> Literally, he's 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 like a it's like a mezzo soprano, yeah, yeah. And uh, if that's even a thing, I don't think it's mezzo soprano, but he has a soprano. But uh, his, he was speaking like this, almost like a right. uh, like falsetto. Uh, he's Let just me got, get my mommy. He's just got a very high pitched voice, and hence gives you great lyrics like and vocals like. 
That's his son. Happy 78th birthday today. You're my daddy. John Anderson. Then, hey. Steve, it's Anthony Starr's birthday oh. today. Homelander of the boys. Again, I say he has he has nailed that role so much. I, I, no one makes you freak out quite the way he does. And you don't know whether to be more terrified when he's smiling at yes. you or when he's scowling at, in his role as Homelander. You just, there, you can't. You can't pin him down. You can't no. peg him. There's no way to know. He's so good. What's going on in his mind? The character. Yeah. When uh, whatever emotion you see that he is he is uh, projecting, you can't tell if it's <laughs> real or if he's feeling the opposite. It's crazy, man. Uh, but that that is a demented character. Uh, he turns 47 years old today. <laughs> All right. We'll see if we can. Get, is it who is this a picture of? Is that That's him? him. Yeah, yeah, darker hair. Yeah. Look like him. Wow. Yeah. All right. So let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, what two planets in our solar system have no moons? And we will go to Dave for the answer. Uh, <laughs> hey, good hi. hey, Dave. How you doing, buddy? Good. Good morning. All right, Dave. Uh, say that again, please. Mercury and Venus. You're correct. Yeah. Hang on, Dave. $50 Metro Diner gift card. You can celebrate Metro Diner's 30th anniversary with past favorites for a limited time, including their classic Reuben stacked with deli-sliced corned beef, sauerkraut, melted Swiss cheese, and Thousand Island dressing on grilled rye bread. And you can visit MetroDiner.com. All right, we'll start with the sad news. Comedian and actor Leslie Jordan, most known for his roles in Will and Grace, an American Horror Story, passed away on Monday. He was 67 years old. Uh, he appeared to be involved in a car crash in Los Angeles on Monday involving a BMW. Uh, they think that it may have been a medical emergency. Okay. What, on um, his, like his end? Yeah. Aww. Like sometimes people have a heart attack yeah, yeah. and they'll crash. Uh, the, that's the, the, the preliminary uh, word that I got. Photographs showed a vehicle having crashed into the side of a building. Uh, according to DMV records, the vehicle involved in the crash was leased to Jordan. It was not immediately clear if he died as a result of the crash or because of a medical emergency. He was just that that sweet guy, you know. First he time just... I ever saw him was on the series Evening Shade. You remember that? Yeah. I remember that. I, yeah, I don't yeah, remember yeah, his yeah. parents on there, but and yeah. he was just uh, instantly. Yeah, I, I use the word adorable. Basically, I mean, he's just it was a, a, a funny character, just that kind of happy-go-lucky guy. I remember him from the movie The Help. He yes. played the the head of the the newspaper that she went to go. Right, right, right. And yeah. I'm like, who is this guy? Right. Just, yeah. uh, you just immediately latch onto his character. I loved him. I followed him on uh, Instagram. Instagram. He was really active on social media uh, and his uh, scenes with Megan Mullally on Will and Grace. I just, I loved him. So uh, people are obviously commenting about this. Uh, a, the 67-year-old actor and comedian appeared in uh, movies and television shows, was accomplished stage actor, playwright. He appeared in a number of films, including uh, the United States versus Billy Holiday, Ski Patrol, and uh, <laughs> The Help as well, uh, but was best known for uh, his recurring role is Beverly Leslie on Will and Grace, for which he won an Emmy for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Comedy Series in 2006. So Eric McCormack from Will and Grace remembered the Southern gent. He said, crushed to learn about the loss of Leslie, the funniest and flirtiest Southern gent I've ever known. <laughs> the joy and laughter he brought to every one of his Will and Grace episodes was palpable. Gone about 30 years too soon. You were loved, sweet man. Sean Hayes also reacted to the news of Jordan's passing. He said, my heart is broken. Leslie Jordan was one of the funniest people I've ever had the pleasure of working with. Everyone who ever met him loved him. There will never be anyone like him. A unique talent with an enormous, caring heart. 
You will be missed, my dear friend. We have a couple of clips to play. Yeah, we have one from Will and Grace. All right, here we go. William, what a surprise. I'm just having a drink here with my business associate, Benji. The only surprise is that you're still trying to pass off Benji as your business associate in the middle of a gay bar. This is a gay bar? Well, I had no idea. I'm a half a mind to storm out of here right this minute. But my other half wants to stay and finish my refreshing lemon draw. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. And then, as Kathy said, he was very active on social media. And and during uh, the pandemic, especially at the height of it, he would release these um, sort of comedic, heartwarming, fun videos. And a lot of people really liked him. Yep, here we go. What are y'all doing? (laughs) This is awful. It's still March. (laughs) How many days? In March, when is April going to be here? My my mother holding up the steps asking me who I'm talking to. I'm talking to my friends. Mama, quit bothering me. How much more this can I take? (laughs) His delivery was just fantastic. Uh, Nick pointed out that he was very good friends with Eddie Vedder and his wife. Wow, yeah. Uh, so he had all these, you know, connections that uh, I was not familiar with that people just adored him. I don't know how that started, but uh, um, Eddie's wife's name's Jill, and uh, they've been posting uh, Instagram videos for a long time. And, uh, yeah, somehow he worked his way sort of into the Pearl Jam game. Wasn't yeah. he the first drummer for Mud Honey? He was, mm, maybe. yeah. He was, uh, oh, I think he was in Citizen Dick, actually. Uh, you know what? Actually, I had seen a little bit of information about him. Uh, before acting, he had attempted to break into the world of being a jockey. Hmm. Yeah, uh, very, he's a he's very guy, small. Yeah, yeah and it and so he, size-wise, he would have been perfect. Obviously, he needed to be small and, and be light uh, to be an effective jockey. Uh, but that didn't work out for him, and he, he went into uh, to, to acting and stage acting and things like that. So and most, became successful. Yeah, yeah. He would actually. He probably is the perfect size. Yeah. Uh, he was most recently on that Mayim Bialik show where she runs a cat cafe mm-hmm. on Fox. It's kind of on and off again. But yeah, that was his most current role. Sad news. Sad news about his passing. So all right, we'll move on to some other stories. Celebrities like Dave Chappelle, Rihanna, AS, uh, ASAP Rocky, and Tyler Perry will support Will Smith. At his intimate screening of his upcoming thriller, Emancipation, in Los Angeles. Uh, this happened apparently last night. Uh, other celebs that attended included... How come we weren't invited? Uh, Kenya Barris, music producer Corey Smythe, uh, celebrity stylist Fawn Bordley, and writer-producer Issa Lewis, and more. Oh, he's up! Uh, Smith posted on a, a pic of Instagram, <laughs> along with the caption, Epic Night... Uh, Barris posted a pic saying that uh, this night was uh, truly one for the books. An amazing, brilliant group of friends got together and witnessed true art. Did he provide everyone with free popcorn and snow caps? Uh, they didn't indicate that. Come on, man. Uh, He continued saying the conversation after was the effect of what anything and everything we as creatives do in this industry hope for. Uh, Tyler Perry had posted via Instagram, I'm still haunted by emancipation. It's truly powerful, moving, and captivating. And the new conversation afterwards with this group was legendary. Thank you, Will Smith, for the preview. Uh, it's due to be released in select theaters December 2nd before it hits Apple TV Plus on December 9th. So, you know. Does he bounce back? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some yeah. people are, are I, it's surprising, though, um, at this point in time, people, there's some people who are very resolute against um, not giving him a, you know, a lot of time in the, uh, 
in the in, in the corner. It was on a this dick one. move. It was, it was a very a, much a dick just move. Just a total dick move. And Looking Chris, back on that, it's ridiculous. Yeah, to see that he got up and did that. And that's it's weird. Chris Rock has not no. forgiven him. No, he, yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, Kanye West is no longer represented by CAA. The agency's latest business to cut ties with rapper following his recent anti-Semitic outburst and amid a growing call for Hollywood boycott against him. CAA represented West for touring only. He signed with the agency in 2016 and has not toured since. This upsets me because I am always dressed head to toe in Yeezy stuff. Are and, you? And, uh, I, uh, you can will this cut it? off my pipeline, Preston? Uh, West has stood controversy in the past, but his recent spate of anti-Semitic rants have become too much for business partners to tolerate. Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel, Gersh's, Gersh's Bob Gersh, and UTA's Jeremy Zimmer were the most recent big names to speak out over West, who has since been dropped by Fashion House, uh, Fashion House Balenciaga. Uh, and sportswear company Adidas is facing similar pressure. Uh, word of CAA dropping West follows that uh, MRC was not moving forward with its documentary about the rapper. And also Kim Kardashian is speaking out against hate speech uh, following Kanye's anti-Semitic rants on Monday, she took to Twitter to address West's remarks and their effects. She wrote, hate speech is never okay or excusable. I stand together with the Jewish community and call on the terrible violence and hateful rhetoric towards him uh, to come to an immediate end. This actually comes after Boy George called Kardashian out for not addressing the situation. Uh, he had apparently posted a video on Instagram uh, where he said, I'm kind of appalled that not more artists have come out and spoke out against what he's saying. And I'm appalled that Kim has not come out and added her voice to this debate because this woman has children with Kanye. So she must understand as a mother what it feels like for little Jewish children to hear these comments, how demoralizing and terrifying it must be. How come Sir Mix-a-Lot is not speaking up? It's a good question. Uh, wait, did he die? I think he's well, dead. Then, I think he then died. he's got a good reason. Yeah. Uh, over the weekend, a banner with the words, Kanye is right about the Jews, was unfurled on a 405 freeway overpass in Los Angeles. Uh, celebrities such as Khloe Kardashian, Reese Witherspoon, Amy Schumer have all spoken out against anti-Semitism as well, with some sharing a post from Jessica Seinfeld. Uh, and uh, apparently Seinfeld wrote, if you don't know what to say, you can just say this in your feed alongside text that read, I support my Jewish friends and the Jewish people. I do have some good news. Uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot is alive. He's- oh, yeah. I thought he had passed away. They found him on a Pacific island where he still thought it was World War II. Were Uh, we thinking about, you, you got what I need. Who's that dude? That's Bismarcky. That's Bismarcky. Bismarcky is definitely uh, passed away, yes. All right, uh, I have some clips to play. Yay, all right, do I get this? No, it's not that. It's not that. We have have a clip of uh, James Corden. So, obviously, he was called out by that restaurant. Uh, that said that he was one of the rudest people ever. They had banned him. He apologized, and then they uh, let him back into the fold. And then there have been a couple of other stories that have popped up here and there. It's the restaurant being rude to servers. Yeah, apparently his favorite restaurant, Balthazar. Yeah, and uh, so he had he had then sort of cop to it, and then said, "I'm not so sure I want to apologize for this." And it's been going back and forth, as you said, Preston. So he uh, not didn't do a monologue last night on his show and did this. Oh, here we go. This is the first clip. All right. So a couple of weeks ago, I was in New York with some friends. And we went for breakfast at one of my absolute favorite restaurants. It's a place called Balthazar. And I genuinely, I love it there. The service, if I lived in New York, I'd go every day on the proviso that, you know, they would let me in. So (laughs) we sit down, we ordered, and my wife explained that she has a, a serious food allergy, right? So when everybody's meals came, my wife was given the food that she was allergic to. No worries, we sent it back, all was good. 
As her meal came wrong to the table the third time, in the heat of the moment, I made a sarcastic, rude comment about cooking it myself. And it is a comment I deeply regret. All right. And then uh, he goes on to talk uh, about the social media trolls that yeah. came out after him. <laughs> yes. And uh, he reads some of those comments. Here we go. When I become president of hell, I'm going to make super hell and put James Corden in it. <laughs> James Corden so hard. God, I hate carpool karaoke so much. I don't even sing to myself anymore. <laughs> and my personal favorite, which was, wait, James Corden has a wife? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then uh, he talks about wanting to apologize in person to the server. Here we go. I accept everybody's opinion. I also hate, as I said to the owner that day, that, uh, that I've ever upset anybody ever it, it was never my intention. It just wasn't. And I love that restaurant. I love the staff there. I hope I'm allowed in again one day. So I'm, when I'm back in New York, I can go there and apologize in person, which is something I will absolutely do. We'll be right back with more of the Late Late Show. All right. Let me ask you, mm -hmm. how booked up is Balthazar these days? Oh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Constantly yeah. mentioned. Yeah, so... All right, well, we'll see what comes of that. Uh, Jason Momoa is bearing it all. On Sunday, the Aquaman actor shared a video to his Instagram stories that revealed his bare hiney. His hiney, Kathy. <laughs> Jason Momoa's hiney. His Atlantis hiney. Uh, Momoa shared photos and videos from a fishing trip he took with friends over the weekend. In some of the shots, he can be seen wearing a beige thong-like garment <laughs> while fishing on a boat, leaving little to the imagination. Uh, the actor was highlighting uh, environmentalism, sharing a photo of himself holding a bottle of Mananola, Mananalu water up to a rainbow in the sky. He wrote that he was catching rainbows. And then he added, help stop single-use plastic water bottles and please recycle all my aloha. This is, I bet you'd have a blast hanging with Jason Momoa. Yes. Right? Absolutely. He seems like a good dude. He seems like he would be fun. See, um, there's a couple of guys in close proximity here, and he's got kind of that thong on. And, you know, you can't help. you got to be careful when you're manipulating around a guy with his bare ass hanging out. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Well, it looks uh, like he's being friendly. It looks like there was fabric that was hanging over it, but, but the, the wind, wind was, blowing, wind it was up. blowing it out of it's the like way. It's like Marilyn Monroe in the yeah. seven-year itch. Yep. Yeah. Uh, speaking of superhero heroes, Henry Cable posted on social media on Monday he is back yes. as Superman. Now, this is a, a tiny bit of a spoiler alert here. If you're going to see Black Adam, okay, shut your ears for just a moment, but he has a cameo in the post-credits of Black Adam, which opened on Friday. And he had said that he wanted to wait until after the movie came out and ran for the weekend before he posted anything yeah. about it. Uh, I am absolutely ecstatic over this. Me too. He's uh, perfect. He's he Superman. Perfect. He is Superman. Yeah, and we got we we got shorted a couple more Superman films. And uh, this, this is great. Uh, here's a clip of him uh, commenting on this. I wanted to wait until the weekend was over before posting this because I wanted to give you all a chance to watch Black Adam. But now that plenty of you have, I wanted to make it official that I am back as Superman. And the image you see on this post and what you saw in Black Adam are just a very small taste of things to come. Thank you for your support and thank you for your patience. I promise it will be rewarded. Uh, that's great. Because at the end of uh, Shazam, 
he they they don't show his face, but they show him from uh, the chest down, and yeah. you're like, it looks like the exact same yeah. costume, you know? Okay, because I saw a clip where they they you did see his face, but maybe maybe that was the maybe that was leaked. Um, it might have been because yeah. in in the original movie they just show he uh, the, the kid oh. turns and he just sees him from the chest down. He's like, <gasps> and then the movie's you, over. You're exactly right. Yeah. I'm thinking of Black Adam. I you oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so in Black Adam, right, they show yeah, 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 yeah. they no. uh, they kind of and I'm like. That looks like the exact same it outfit. Does, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's great. I I love his turn in Superman. I absolutely. I, I love, love Christopher movies. Reeve. I, and I, I'm yeah. never not. But I mean, for me, Henry Cavill is my Superman. I and and there's uh, he has uh, there's his heart comes through. Uh, the performance is fun. Uh, they're a little. He's a good actor too. You know. Yep. More Cavill, easily the most jacked of the Superman. God, you know what scene I love in uh, in Justice League is when uh, he's uh, he's fighting. Uh, you know the other three. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and yes. Flash is running around, and you just see his eye turn to uh-huh. him, like I'm as fast as you are, dude. Uh-huh. I was yeah. like, Whoa! It was uh-huh. wild. It's excellent. Uh, so that's very cool that they are. Uh, they're he's coming back uh, into that world. Uh, let's see what else we have for you. Enter tonight, uh, Entertainment Tonight spoke with Theo James. Theo! It's <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I bring it up. Uh, about his time of the second season of The White Lotus. Uh, James, who has previously appeared nude in The Time Traveler's Wife and Sandition, joked, It is in my contract that I'm not allowed to do anything without being completely naked. And he shared that when they first shot his nude scene for the White Lotus, it was way too much. Wait, you get to see his hiney too? I guess so. He said, so we did a more subtle version. They toned it down a bit. Uh, yes. I just finished the first season of White Lotus. I haven't gotten to the second season yet. Um, I think the second season started, right? I'm, yes. I'm not sure, but, uh, you know, people were raving about the show. I didn't know much about it. Is it you it's say it's awesome. deserved, right? It's it? really, really good. Yeah, they shoot I gotta it, watch. They shoot it at the four seasons in Maui, so it's this gorgeously shot show, and uh, Jennifer Coolidge is incredible, but the cast that surrounds it, it's a murder mystery, and then you just sort of dive into these different characters, and then the second season takes place in the White Lotus, which is the name of the hotel okay. in, in Italy. So the first one is the White Lotus in uh, in. Hawaii at Maui, and then the second one is uh, White Lotus and in, in different Italy. cast. Uh, yes, but I believe Jennifer Coolidge came back, and then maybe a few others. Case. By the way, are the, is the White Lotus legit? Is it real? No, or? it's it's the Four Seasons. Okay, all yeah, right. yeah. So it's a made up like luxury resort, but it's about all these people with a lot of white privilege and money, and and uh, it's a, a pre- really fascinating show. I, I really like the first season. Okay. Uh, let's see, in other... Well, I'll bring this up. Kathy's back, so I know you watch This Is Us, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, star Chris Sullivan took to Instagram on Sunday uh, to share that he and his wife, Rachel Sullivan, welcomed their second baby to the world. Aww. And uh, what's her name? Uh, just from This Is Us, just had a baby. Oh, uh, Mandy Moore. Um, Thank you. So yeah, it's it's a baby boom on that show. Uh, who's Chris Sullivan? Is he, he was, one of the triplets or No, he was the husband of, of the big lady? Yes. That's Taserface from uh Guardians of the <laughs> Oh Galaxy. really? Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh they said in the post, please welcome and I, I don't know if this is uh, this child's name or not. Uh, Aoife Bay. A O I F E. Anybody ever I, I seen think, a name like that? No, I have not. I have not. Sounds very skin condition like that. Gaelic yeah. to me. Uh, and uh, he wrote, uh, she came three weeks early, fully grown, healthy and very strong, super fast and smooth delivery, much to her mother's relief. Uh, he said, uh, Brother Bear is enamored and overjoyed to welcome his sister home, telling everyone, baby coming. Uh, the day she was born. Today reports their son, Bear, is two years old. There you so go. That's really cute. Casey nailed yeah. it. It's a Gaelic name. Oh, okay. 
Uh, and I wonder how you pronounce it. Here, wait. I have I have it here. It's pronounced Lloyd. <laughs> Lloyd. 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 Wait. I'm... Ah, wow. Lloyd. 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 <laughs> Babies are so adorably fragile. You know, the, you, you think of animals that can just stand up and start moving the second that they're born. But yeah, yeah. We're 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 useless. Adorable, Lloyd. but useless. <laughs> well, Lloyd, Lloyd. Lloyd. All Lloyd, null Lloyd. and void. <laughs> That's. That's from uh, Say Anything. Yes, it is. Right. Uh, by the way, it's Ifa. Ifa uh, it's, yeah. How is it? Ifa. 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 Interesting name. Uba. Uh, Uba. All right, uh, a couple other quick things. Sp- speaking of Uba, the Hollywood Reporter uh, reports that a new Star Wars film is in the works. Is it uh, Ryan Johnson? Uh, it is. It da- is. Damon Lindelof will co-write the script, and Ms. Marvel director Charmaine uh, Obeid Chinoy Obey. is set <laughs> to direct the film. Uh, who did you say? Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Johnson. He was There's, talking about it. His name is not mentioned yeah. in this, but he and his so. IMDb. When we were talking to him on Friday, the, well, it says there's something in production. So Disney gave him uh, Disney slash Star Wars Universe gave him a uh, separate trilogy to direct that it was uh, completely separate from the uh, Skywalker right. saga. Right. Okay. So it's but. None of that has been committed to film. I don't know if there's even a script attached to any of it. But at some point, he will direct all three movies in a separate Star Wars trilogy. All right. And then one last superhero bit of information. Marvel Studios dropped the first trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania yesterday. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah. Um, looks interesting. I don't know what to think about it yet. Do you know what I'm... I, I, it does look inter- exactly what I would say. Interesting. I am getting... Um, getting tired of the whole other world thing. I'm getting a little worn out with that. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would like to see. You know, um, there's a lot of um, green screen going on, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, uh, it's okay to be in the real world. It seems like ninety percent of this movie is in this other world, which uh, that's the quantum fine. realm. Right. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. But there's a whole, you know, a, a complete other. I don't know if the universe would be the yeah. right word, but but in this quantum realm and. You know, it's obviously it's another place that they can go because they they have a gazillion stories to tell. But I I don't know I, I don't know. I'll, well, I'll, listen, I'll give it a fair shake because it's Marvel and it. you got and I love the Ant Man character and Paul Rudd's fantastic. So essentially, they're setting up Kang the Conqueror to be the next Thanos. So the next supervillain in the Marvel universe is going to be Kang the Conqueror, ah. and, and that's where he's coming from is in the Quantum Mania. So Steve, I think you're I I, I totally understand and, and don't disagree with your observation, but I think that this is going to be the gateway to get Kang the Conqueror into right. our world. And it, 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 it clearly is, and I'll tell you this: as of right now, uh, I'm less than impressed with Kang. So they've had Kang and Loki the series, uh, and um, they, if they Kang Kang them up, uh, uh, you know that'll be cool. But they can right now, look a little more fearful, a little more. Uh, the actor's excellent. I just um, give me some more meat, but I don't know. You know, they, they, they yeah. we'll see what they do. Well, because. Uh, Thanos was such a was such an imposing, yeah, big, you know, just larger, freaky looking character. And the so, end was purple. Uh, and the end was purple, definitely. definitely. Purple. Well, we assume it was. The rest of his head was purple. Uh, so Paul Rudd, Jonathan Majors, Evangeline Lilly, Michelle Lilly. Pfeiffer, um, uh, Michael Douglas, uh, they all star in the new film. Uh, it is set to hit theaters February 17th, so look for that, but the trailer is out now. All right, we can now get to the clips. 
The Winchesters is a prequel to the long-running series Supernatural that explains the untold love story of Dean's parents. In this clip, star Jensa Eccles discusses what made him want to expand the Supernatural franchise. You go with what you know, and we knew this. And it just started, it kick-started this conversation of, you know, what, why hasn't it been expanded? What would that look like? We just started kind of spitballing and workshopping things, and this one kind of landed, and, and we started, was like, oh, wait a second. Aaron. He All played right. uh, Soldier Boy uh, in The Boys. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, that's who that is? Okay. I'm trying to remember Soldier Boy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah the next uh, bad dude. Yes. Yeah. The kind of former Captain America <laughs> gone bad. <laughs> so yeah. bad. Oh, my yeah. God. Unbelievably bad. Are there any good... All right, anyway. Um, in the new episode of The Winchesters, uh, you will find that it airs tonight, 8 o'clock on The CW. Next clip! Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities is an anthology of sinister stories told by revered horror creators. And here, producer Guillermo del Toro explains why his childhood gave him an affinity for the macabre. I think that whenever you're born with sensibility and intelligence, you're going to have an unhappy childhood. You know, so to some degree, you're not going to fit. You're going to channel it somewhere else. And as a kid, I was, as a kid, I was 70 years old. Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities is out on Netflix today. Very intrigued by this. All right. And there you go. That's what I have in the entertainment report for you. A decent morning. We are happy to have you on board because we got some guests. We got things to talk about, stuff to give away as well. First of all, Tattoo's Day, your chance to win a Preston and Steve themed tattoo. Text the word tattoo to 39333. It's a $350 gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, which, by the way, they're at 1729 South Street in Philly. You can check them out on Instagram as well, at Floating World Tattoos. Uh, we have Yoohoo Loot and more coming up. Let's take a break. We will return in just a moment with all of that and more. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the fourth annual Market Street Run for Blue. This Sunday, you can run or walk this five-mile course down Market Street, starting and ending in Old City, with proceeds benefiting the Philadelphia Police Foundation and awards for top finishers in multiple age groups. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. It's the Market Street Run for Blue. This Sunday, 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. So, obviously, we are leading into Halloween. Yes. uh, Today's the 25th of October, so we're right on the edge of that. Um, And with that, all the, uh, you know, scary movies have been uh, in high circulation on... uh, A lot of titles coming out, yeah. All over the place, uh, obviously, at the box office. But, you know, they're being played on the cable channels. And and obviously, the streaming services are highlighting the scary movies as, you know, the picks to watch and so on. I could not love this time over, Preston. (laughs) Um, And and Steve has a great uh, list of horror movies uh, that we're going to kind of go over and, and chat about a bit. But before we do that, I saw this article that kind of indicates... You know, the, the whole idea behind horror is from the emotion uh, uh, disgust and why we as human beings actually want to 
seek out things that are disgusting from time to time. At least some of us, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, it, it, to, and to define it, disgust is fundamentally an emotion of avoidance. It signals that something might be harmful to your body and encourages you to avoid it. I had a perfect um, demonstration of this. It's an object lesson of what you're talking about right now, Preston. Um, it was on Sunday. I watched the new Hellraiser on mm. Hulu. Okay. <laughs> and... I love the original Clive Barker Hellraiser, you know, and it is full of these uh, these creatures, the Cenobites and their, you know, torture, um, sadism, and, and they, they literally, they rip your body apart, but they believe it's for the ultimate in pleasure. Long story short, I, I loved this Hulu version. I thought it was the best since the original, but my wife comes in, she sits down and I'm like, oh, you know where this is going. Uh-huh. And Preston, she literally turns to me and goes... How can you watch this? Uh, well, scientists believe that, that disgust originally concerned food. Uh, in fact, Darwin had noted how readily this feeling is excited by anything unusual in the appearance, odor, or nature of our food. Interesting. According to his theory, it slowly evolved to guard over all sorts of things that might put you in contact with dangerous pathogens, uh, whether via disease, animals, bodily injury, corpses, or sex, even. Huh. Uh, what's more, disgust seems to have evolved further to regulate things that are symbolically harmful, violations of morals, cultural rules, and cherished values. This is why some people might say that they're disgusted by an act of, say, racism or something like yes, that. Yes, right. Uh, because of these regulatory functions, disgust is often known as the gatekeeper emotion, the exclusionary emotion, or the body and soul emotion. So, so you, you can be disgusted, obviously, like at poverty, or you can be disgusted yes. at those things. Uh, on, and I guess, so they're saying the horror movie reaction or or something that's uh, presented to you uh, maybe in a movie is an extension of that. Yes, exactly. So why? how do we account for the fact that disgusting things can sometimes captivate us, like horror movies? Yeah. Uh, psychology, psychological research suggests that uh, disgusting stimuli both capture and retain your attention more effectively than emotionally neural, uh, neutral stimuli do. Uh, so this happens from an evolutionary perspective. I'll try not to get too clinical. No, no, this. no. It seems that an uh, attentional bias towards disgust, no matter how averse, would better equip humans to avoid harmful substances. So although disgust can be an, an unpleasant feeling, the emotion has evolved to simultaneously seize essentially your attention. Right. Because so, you're like, I want to stay away from that. I need to pay attention to this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was recently telling you about uh, um, two movies uh, that I got turned on to recently. And I, I sort of avoided them because... On the cover for these movies, it was a clown. And I'm like, ah, Pennywise is kind of the OG. I, I mean, he's, you know, once, yeah. you've, once you've done that, there's no really other place to take the clown uh, story. It's uh, Terrifier and Terrifier 2, the sequel. And the clown is Art the Clown. And I was telling you, Preston, the guy, the actor, who's, by the way, coming to Monster Mania Con on the first Saturday after the Camp Out for Hunger... This guy is has like my moves that are so disorienting and so weird and so chilling, but it's also an homage to just slice and dice, mm-hmm. slasher, torture, heavy stuff. But it's done juxtaposed to this clown, and it's not for everybody. But I found myself sitting there laughing, chuckling, because it's so crazy. Did you chuckle in the part where he hung the girl upside down and cut her in half with the hacksaw? <laughs> oh, my God. And showed it? Yeah. 
A chainsaw? Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw him using oh, a hacksaw. hacksaw. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, uh, you, you're just, it's so outlandish <laughs> that <laughs> it's over the top, but the performance and everything is really solid. Again, I think this is exactly what you're, because you're, you almost sit there going, why, why is this, why am I enjoying this? <laughs> yeah. But I am. Uh... Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not into the slasher yeah. stuff anymore. There was a time when it, when I got into it when I was younger, uh, but now it's. Yeah, I don't. I don't get. If it a done. movie is predicated on that, if that's the one cell, eh, it's boring to me. Yeah, you know, it's like you know. Then there, there's a count, countless list of movies. This has the presentation is done in a way that sort of puts a, an angle on it that I really. <laughs> Pretty interesting, and it's actually it's doing very well at the box office. Yeah, Terrifier Two has like an eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, uh, Caroline watches these uh, uh, body count videos on uh, on YouTube all the time, and they were they were doing I think it was a body count one, but anyhow they were they were doing like the top uh, characters that essentially are uh, completely desensitized to their deranged activity. Yes. And this dude was number one. Art the Clown. On the list. Absolutely. He makes Pennywise look like a social worker. (laughs) So, Preston, in this article, does it describe how some people just don't possess this gene at all? Because all of this, to me, is a turnoff. I I don't don't get into it at all. And And I completely understand that. I I completely understand yours as well. It's just like, I'm not, I get scared by scary things, and I don't want to subject myself to that. This doesn't go directly into just horror films and things like that. So there might be other kinds of disgust. Like, I'm sure you're really into really disgusting, kinky sex things. (laughs) Right, all right. So you're Like German torture porn. Go on, yeah. So, (laughs) no, but I I, I don't know. This is good, and I like strudel, too. (laughs) Yeah, right. They, I didn't realize they were going to bring in pastry. Oh, yeah. I find it stressful. Like, these movies, like, for yes. me, it's, like, yes. stress Kathy. to watch it. And I'm, like, yeah. my shoulders are tense. I'm, like, why do I want to do this right now? Claire and, and Claire has watched a number of things with me, and I, I give her all the credit in the world because there's some stuff she can't watch. But that's exactly what she says. She's like, I can't. Uh, I was playing Resident Evil one time, Preston, uh, you know, and she had, you know, or, or no, Silent Hill, you know, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That sound that the lays drone. underneath the whole thing. Yeah. She had, I, I gotta leave. I can't, can't, can't put up with this. Yeah. And that's it's what it's much. meant to do. Yes. Yeah, it's meant to make exactly. you uncomfortable. Absolutely. Um, so should we, uh, so for, for whatever reason, uh, a lot of people are, are, are disposed, are, um, Predisposed. Uh, yeah, it says here, not only are you predisposed to be captivated by disgusting things, there's also a psychological mechanism that enables you, in the right circumstances, to enjoy them. Uh, and they actually give an example, real quick, of uh, Shakespeare. Uh, Shakespearean disgust, it says. The playwright's notorious tragedy, Titus Andronicus. the bard came home. Uh, Titus Andronicus. <laughs> ah. Contains as much gore as today's slasher movies. According to one estimate, the play stages 14 killings, nine of them on stage, six severed members, one rape, it says, or wow. two or three, depending on how many you count, one live burial, one case of insanity, and one of cannibalism. Wouldst thou attend summer camp with me? An average of 5.2 atrocities per act or one for every 97 lines. That's that's pretty active. I'm not familiar with that one, but yeah. apparently it's pretty nasty. So, uh, But anyhow, so yeah, do you want to you go through some things you recommend for sure. people to check out? Sure, and sure. And you were going for, for this year's list, because you put out lists of... You know, the all-time greats before, and we see those regularly. It's they, constant. Yeah. And you know, yeah. when I, I mean, obviously, The Exorcist and other movies are going to end up, yeah. if, you, if you want that, the top 20. So I went with more of uh, what I would consider off the beaten path, lesser known, but there's a lot that's not 
there's hardly any blood in some of these at all. In fact, it's more more like a gothic ghost story vibe in a lot of this. So uh, for people who are who like horror on that level, this is actually a better list for you this year. Uh, there's some stuff that really you know kicks, but most of it is uh, I think pretty accessible. Uh, nothing like. <laughs> Terrifier or Hellraiser. Right. Uh, so what I did is this. The video is up on PrestonandSteve.com. If you go to PrestonandSteve.com, I did a video with uh, uh, Dave from Monster Mania Con. Uh, and uh, he is, God, he's tied into all this stuff. He put together a list as well. And I can give you the, some of the films on the list if you want right now. Yeah. yeah. If you want to go through some or yeah. all, it's up to you. Yeah, what, yeah. What, do you what do you want to do? So uh, I put, again, these aren't necessarily great but there are moments in it that I'm like, oh, that's really well done. Mm-hmm. Or this is cool. Or this, this scene's kind of creepy. So they're not, I'm not implying these are masterpieces. Some of them are. The first one out of the gate is the movie The Possession. And, you know, we had Modest Yahoo in the studio yeah. after he had just appeared in The Possession where he plays this, um, this basically a, a Jewish exorcist. Right. And it's kind of that story. That's the way I describe it. But it involves this thing called the Dybbuk box, which um, the Dybbuk, I guess, is in, in Jewish or Yiddish legend is like a, a demon. And the box keeps the demon in um, contained. I've heard of that before. Uh, and there was a story in Urban Legend years ago about someone who purchased one of these at a yard sale or a house sale or whatever, and swears to God that everything horrible. Now, of course, who knows? Yeah. But but for the story, it works. Right. And uh, so um, you know, from the beginning, there's some really weird stuff. Uh, you have Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Kira Sedgwick who turned in really good performances. Modest Yahoo is really good, and it's moody and it has a number of scenes that I thought were. Top level. Hey, I want to ask uh, real quick, Nick, because you had asked about, uh, you know, uh, people who aren't into this type of thing. Is that mainly just slasher, slicer, dicer movies, or do you like scary movies? I'll take uh, thrillers and horrors, but slasher stuff, I'm, I'm completely out. Okay, so, so thriller and horrors, is, yeah. you're down for that. For me, the scariest movie of all time, just my own personal uh, choice, is uh, Silence of the Lambs. The, the way that that messes with my head. Uh, it makes me very, very scared. <laughs> what do you think about people who call that a horror movie, Steve? I think there's a, I think there's a case to be made for that. Yeah, I never have seen that as a horror. I, movie. I, have I see not, it as all thriller. Yeah, it's probably not. Yeah. A horror it's more movie. thriller, but I, sometimes it's categorized. Yeah. As so, one. Preston, I don't classify uh, the Friday the Thirteenth movies as horror movies. I, I consider them suspense movies. I, they're, they're not. They're slasher movies. Right. To me, they're. And to your point, Nick, I, I'm more. I'm quicker to dismiss. Movies just based on slice and dice, right. because a lot of times they're it's they're not like Terrifier one and two. Believe it or not, that's what I just told you is scripted in a very unique way, and the performance sets it aside. The guy playing Art the Clown makes it interesting, but that I'm, I'm not in just because people are being hacked up. Okay, and I think that's what my grandmother used to say that as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Next up on the list is The Night Stalker from 1972. This is an ABC. Do you remember movies of the week when they sure. used to have them? They yeah. create movies. You guys might be familiar with The Night Stalker. If you know the dad from A Christmas Story, Darren McGavin, he first, years ago, had had a <clears throat> long-running movie career, and he ended up playing this character, Carl Kolshak. And um, the great Richard Matheson wrote the screenplay for this. And he is a uh, he is a reporter, kind of down on his luck, on the slide of his career, working in Las Vegas. And there starts to occur... <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know why I'm uh, hacking up these but there, um, a couple of murders occur, showgirls, and they're drained of their blood. Indeed. And he is, um, he's there, and he's like, come on, this is crazy. He, he keeps following up, and things start, you know, presenting themselves. For example, the coroner says they did an autopsy. There was no blood in this woman's body. He starts to piece things together before the police. It's, in many ways, it's like Jaws. Okay. Because 
the city, you know, the, the, the business district and all that stuff, they don't want this information getting out. So they're suppressing this news story about this guy who either thinks he's a vampire or who is legitimately a vampire is killing people in the city. Think about one of the best cities if you're a vampire to live in. It's going to be Vegas. It's yeah. 24 hours. I have a question. If yeah. there's a spoiler alert, let me know. Uh, was it the Bumpuses? It was not the Bumpuses. Okay. Right. But that same thing that makes him, Carl Kolshak and Darren McGavin, so great, so brilliant, is why you will dig this movie. Okay. And nice. it is systematic and pressed, and it's so Stephen Kingish nice. in many ways. You'll dig it. I need to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Up next is Dead Silence. And when we had Lee Winnell, and uh, I think we had James Wan and Lee Winnell in the studio, this was one of their earlier movies, I, I think right after Saw. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? He's playing the Bumpuses music. This is the theme song? I love it. Yeah. I'm just, sorry. Yeah, it's from Night right. Stalker. Go ahead. <clears throat> and they were actually, uh, I remember Lee Winnell was like, uh, you know, kind of, I, I brought up Dead Silence. And he was like, eh, you know, it didn't quite turn out the way they wanted to. I beg to differ. I think it's a solid movie. If you are one of these people who has an inherent fear of ventriloquist dummies or dolls, mm-hmm. this movie will uh, rock your world. And James right. Wan is a great director. And basically it involves this uh, legend of Mary Shaw, who was a ventriloquist, who ended up um, in a horrible fate. She kind of casts a curse on the uh, ancestors, um, you know, of the people who are involved in her demise. And basically... Uh, if you scream, if if she's in the room or something that she does makes you scream, she does a horrible thing to you. Ooh. All right, so oh, all um, right, yes, and uh, that's, by that. that's what it's about. I think it's moody. It's got uh, a number of great scenes. It has some blood, and again, James Wan is a master yeah. of horror movies when right. it comes to this stuff. Next movie is called The Autopsy of Jane Doe, and so the police are responding to a, a crime scene. They find the whole uh, body, and they find another body that seems to have no relevance to the crime they're investigating. So they bring it back to the coroner's office, and the coroner starts to autopsy the body. And that's Brian Cox, who played the original Hannibal Hannibal Lecter, Lecter, and Emile Hirsch, who's his son. And so this is actually a very beautiful woman that they're autopsying, and they start to realize, is this woman completely dead? And there, there are signs that... She might be moving, and and though they they everything's saying all the tests are saying she's dead, and yet stuff starts to happen in relationship to this body that's in the morgue, and they start to freak out because they realize there's something much more horrible involving this woman and how she pretty, ended up where she is. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, the autopsy of Jane Doe. All right. Next up, I've recommended this one before, and I'll recommend it again. Session nine. Oh, yeah. Yep. Takes... I can't make it through that one. <laughs> I can't. If you don't um, yeah. like watching things being jammed into people's eyes, no. uh, it's uh, it's Danvers, Massachusetts. They had an asylum. It's an actual building that, that existed, and it was an asylum. It apparently was the first asylum to employ prefrontal lobotomies. Uh, and uh, that was a very you know brutal method of um, you know lobotomizing people. Right. Uh, but um, so these guys are hired to remove asbestos from the site and clear it out. And while they're there... Things start to happen, yep. and they start to succumb to the influence of the hospital. And they, one of the guys starts listening to old recordings of one of the sessions, session nine, of this woman who clearly had some sort of demon or something messing with her that put her over the top, and they all start to succumb to it. By the way, old recordings always scare me. Yes. In, and in this movies. will freak you the <laughs> F out. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. When they, when, they, uh, yeah, when they play back just uh, uh, sketchy-sounding recordings and sessions, it, it gets under my skin. So the the last movie on my list, and then if you want, I can do Dave's as well. 
uh, is malignant. James Wan. This came out just in 2021. Uh, this has one of the most audacious third acts of any movie, Preston, that I've seen in a long time. So there's a woman who, uh, I don't want to give too much away. Let's suffice it to say that she, um, she she experiences murders that are occurring and she kind of melds into the scene. She can look around almost like the dead zone okay. and she's seeing stuff she's going there. on ar- around her. And if I give away any any of it, uh, it'll screw it up. Okay. But in the third act, if your jaw doesn't drop to the floor and go, what the F? Either you're going to love it or you're going <laughs> to yell, this is BS. Oh, really? I happen to fall on the loving part because okay. I just thought it was outlandishly, uh, you know, brilliant. So that's malignant. Nice. And then the, uh, do you want the others from uh, Dave? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with many yeah. of his. By the way, all of this at uh, WMMR.com, Steve's uh, list of, of horror movies. And he's taking a, a different take on it this time around. Not necessarily the greatest horror movies of all time, but ones that have a little bit of an intriguing. When you're uh, passing yeah. passing by, you'll stop and watch it. Okay. And that's that was my litmus test, you know? So Dave uh, from Monster Mania, uh, uh, he uh, he recommended Smile, which I have not seen yet. Mm. But he said he was explaining how um, it's very similar to It Follows. Uh, people, before they kind of go into this uh, possessed rage, have this creepy smile that comes across their face. And Preston, oh. you, you, this is what they were uh, Yeah, at the baseball games. At the baseball games. Yeah, people sitting behind home plate with this really oh, that's creepy... That's what they were doing? Yes. Yes. Oh. yes. yes. So that's from Smile. All right. And uh, Kevin Bacon's daughter is in this, and she is the main star. And she okay. was from a mayor of Easttown. So that's Smile. Last Man on Earth. So you know movies, The Omega Man, and you know I Am Legend. But the first movie that got to that Richard Matheson story, I Am Legend, was The Last Man on Earth. And that is a black and white movie. Uh, it was produced in Italy. Vincent Price is in it. And that was sort of the impetus that convinced George Romero to do the zombie movie Night of the Living Dead. Hmm. Because And you'll, you'll notice a lot of similarities. Is it great? I don't think it is, but it's interesting. And there are enough scares in it to make it worth the while. All right. Legend of Hell House. If you like a real solid ghost story, possessed house Hidden secrets. I don't like that. Okay. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Those are the yeah. ones that get me. No. This is done in, no. in, in a more gothic style, Preston. It's not like uh, paranormal activity, but it might still F you up. Uh, Mal- uh, not Malcolm McDowell. Uh, um, Rodney, Rodney McDowell. Rodney McDowell. Uh, okay. Is great in it, and it is done with a, a British cast. Richard Matheson, again, wrote the screenplay to this. Another solid movie. Burnt Offerings. Mm, I've not- heard of that. Okay, so uh, Dan Curtis, uh, who who was responsible for the uh, the second Night Stalker, Night Strangler movie, he uh, directs this. Basically, these people, Oliver Reed and uh, Karen Black and her son, they uh, decide to, uh, basically, before A&B, Airbnb, they move into this house, and they can have the house for uh, for a little while. The only thing they have to do is they have to take care of the mother who's living in the upstairs apartment. No. Yes. No. And Karen Karen Black is the only one who goes up there to take care of her. Yes. Now, as they're in the house, say, like, someone cuts their foot, this house is kind of dilapidated, but, say, uh, someone gets oh, injured. Starts to improve. Starts to improve. <laughs> and so you're putting all of that together, and uh-huh. it is, it's, in the, at this time, in this time period, a lot of movies could end, oh, Betty Davis is in it as well, but the, um, it can end... On a non-happy note, sure. a lot of these movies at this time didn't end the way you wanted them to. I'll just give you that bit of warning. 
Uh, Dave put on his list Magic, which is um, uh, with Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. This is another ventriloquist dummy movie. Yeah. Where he is possessed. Well, I'll leave it up to you. Yeah. He is an entertainer who's very popular, but he uh, the line between him and his ventriloquist dummy is starting to blur, and you don't quite know what's going on. You have Anne Margaret Burgess Meredith there in it as well. It is, um, it's, it's easy to take, but it's very intriguing, and the, uh, the legendary screenplay writer, William Goldman, uh, wrote the screenplay, and it's, uh, I happen to like it. It's not my favorite, but I really think it's worth being on the list. All right. And then the final one he picked was Dracula, as played by Jack Palance. I don't know if you ever saw that version no. of it. It's probably... <sighs> com- <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's exactly like that. Suck your blood. Yeah. So he... Uh, uh, this one is probably more accurate to the original Bram Stoker story. Yeah. About 60% of it is pretty true to the source material. It, just to see that performance, and Jack Palance could play a monster without wearing any makeup whatsoever because of that face. But it's really done really well, and it is a, a, a really interesting take on Dracula... A lot of the original materials in it, and it's worth watching. Uh, somebody texted in and said, "Steve, essentially, this is your fall activities list." Yeah, basically. I, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I want to tell you what a what a what a wuss I am when it comes to haunting uh, videos, movies, and stuff like that. I was watching some video that popped up on my YouTube feed, and it was a guy who worked as a, a night watchman at a um, uh, mausoleum. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, I saw this. Yeah, okay. So I didn't like it. He's, he, I didn't like it either. <laughs> and, and, it, and while I'm watching it, I'm, I am I know somebody else is there. It's a fake video. Somebody's making the noises. Yeah, uh-huh. right, right. Essentially, he's walking through, and he's like, man, this happens every night. This has been happening every night. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And it's supposed to be played off as if it's real. And you can hear someone's voice off in the distance. He's like, hey, who's there? Come on out. You got to come out now. We got to yeah. get you out of here. You're trespassing. Blah, blah, blah. And these things, trying to, all these lights are yeah. flashing on and stuff like that. For a good two weeks. <laughs> we get up before the sun comes up. It's yeah. pitch black dark in right. my house. I'm the only one awake. I walk down the house and I, I walk down the stairs and I'm thinking, I'm going to hear some chick making some of comments and yeah. it's going to scare the hell out of me. And it's, you know, it's like 30 seconds of terror for me. I don't like that. I, no. under, I completely understand that. I'm actually... I'm like, oh, okay, I'm on, I'm on board. I'm drawn to it. And because I, <laughs> I've i had my moments where, like, you know, after The Exorcist, I remember, like, oh, let me have to decompress off this when it first came out. If you're seeing it these days, it may not seem like much, but when it came out, it rocked the world. Yeah, oh, yeah. But uh, you, I know exactly, like, paranormal activity oh, scares takes me. place in a, you know, that sort of stuff will drive you crazy. I got it. Uh, which is wild, because I really don't even believe in that stuff. I know. No. But it scares me. I <laughs> you know, believe so, just so, in, I, enough. Yeah. I believe just enough. Like, a half of a percent, a quarter of a percent, and that's I believe. What, and, and that's, that's all what I these mean. play on. Yeah. Yeah. Casey, process it this way. My wife will not go do wax museums mm-hmm. or haunted attractions <laughs> like Bates. And her, her belief is, even though this is 2% of what she believes, that if she's there, if a killer was going to kill her, That'd be the place to do it because they would just think the killer was an yeah. employee. I'll hang out with Claire while yeah. you go do that stuff. Because you guys know me. We, we yeah. did the haunted tours yeah. for years, yeah. and I no. hated those things. She hates yeah. them. I, I hate them. them. Yeah. What I know is true is that there are people who kill people out there, right? So there like, are, yeah. Maybe there aren't ghosts. Maybe there aren't demons mm. and, and, and all that sort of haunting stuff. But there are people out there that stalk and hunt and kill people. But you've watched, you will watch a horror movie now and then, right? Yeah, but I'm a, I'm a big wuss when yeah. it comes to that stuff. And, and the house that I grew up. 
up in was old yeah. and looked scary and was scary at, at points. And I'm telling you that my back deck, when I would come home at night, okay, <laughs> the back deck, it, there was like ten steps to get up. It was it was high off of yeah. the ground, and it was just dark enough. <laughs> That somebody could hide under the deck and <laughs> you grab run up those my stairs? foot through the stairs. I would book up those stairs every single time. Casey, well, you know, when I was a kid, <laughs> I used to sleep. I would cover over my entire body with the sheet, but I would leave one finger out. Just in case. In case, my belief was, if a witch came in and stapled the sheet to the mattress, I'd be able to work my way out. Yeah. Of it. yeah. Uh, and at my hall, by the way, where I slept as a kid... My bed looked all the way down the hall to where the stairs went downstairs. So, any, and it was pitch black dark. And I would l- sit there and look down the hall, and you'd see when it's absolute dark, you see things. Yeah. You ever see the shadow people? No, I've never uh, seen the shadow people. Okay. Yeah, Case, you had a friend, though, who says he saw a shadow person, right? Oh, my God. Dude, I don't even remember that story. Yeah. I don't want to remember this story. <laughs> um, I do know that... Um, I love it. <laughs> we always left our bathroom light on. Right. We had one bathroom on the, on the second floor of our house, and that light was always on. Every now and then, that light would not be on. And, like, I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going in the bathroom today, you know? There, there's actually a, a good a good movie. It's it's junk food, but it's called Darkness Falls. Mm-hmm. And it's about a, a creature that lives in the dark. So when there's... And it, it has you kind of figure out how you would survive right. if you knew you were being hunted by this thing. And there's a, there's a scene in a hospital where the emergency lights come on and there's patches of light down the hallway. So the thing can't get to you in the light. And they're trying to figure out how they're going to get past it. So that to me is a, that sits in the realm of like this year's list. Now, not a great movie, you know, but you know it's what, fun. You know what I do like, or and and I wouldn't consider like this a horror movie, but I guess it really kind of is. Uh, but like a quiet place. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, I love that. It's movie. technically I a science s- fiction movie. Okay, yeah, yeah that makes more sense because it's right. aliens. Um, but but there's I horror. love stuff it's like absolutely. that. Absolutely, yeah. and that's 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 brilliantly done. I've always uh, been intrigued by the I- idea of scary movies, and my parents let me one time when I was a little kid. Uh, I begged them to <laughs> let me watch American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. I made it five minutes into the movie, <laughs> and that was. I mean. Even when, like, the Incredible Hulk, when he right. changed into the Hulk, I had to leave the room. I oh, had to leave. Yeah. He opened his eyes and his eyes, green. His eyes oh. were turned green. And I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Casey, do you know what scared me when I was a kid? The Count from Sesame Street. <laughs> He's terrifying. <laughs> that guy would have lightning going off in the background. He'd be yelling at you. That's Kathy, funny. Any horror movies have any interest to you, or do you like... Um... Yeah, I mean, yes, but that whole, like, if I'm stressed, I'm like, what, what, what's happening? Why am I watching this? <laughs> what's, why am I doing this to myself? I just recently watched one, like Preston was talking about. I don't know if it's a considered a horror film, but I looked up... Um, like horror movies or Halloween movies yeah. for um, for kids or you know young teens because Jace loves them but some of them like he really wants to see Smile I watched that I was like yeah we can't we're not doing that <laughs> pal um, but there was one and I, I can't remember the name of it but it was um, it was an app that uh, all of the high school kids oh, were yeah, downloading yeah. A couple of on their phone yeah, yeah. and it would give their death date and uh, it might would, be death date it, yeah that, that might it, be the title is, that, oh, okay. I don't like that it yeah. would, and and. And then, you know, Jace takes his phone. And he's like, is it a real app? And he searches it. I'm like, no, we are not searching it. We're not putting that on our phone. <laughs> so, Steve, I'm, I just finished. I watched this uh, show on Netflix. It's called like a, a Haunted Something or Other. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's brand new. 
and it's in these three different locations. And it's a, it's a documentary. The, the, the Warrens from the, the, yeah. the Conjuring. Yeah, yeah right. So it's uh, their son-in-law is like the, the, the guy behind it. But they have these three different ghost investigation teams. And all and one's in Connecticut, the other's in Denver, and one's in North Carolina. And it, It's not a scripted movie. It's, it's, it's no, a, no. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's documentary style where these people stay in yeah. these haunted locations for 28 days. Because they believe a 20, you have to have a 28-day cycle. Right. In order to like really uh, do a deep investigation, right? right yeah. So I'm watching. That's, that's the science. <laughs> there, there are some moments where I, where I got like a little bit freaked out, but like at one, you know, there, there's this guy, and if you just take it for like what it really is, this guy is yelling at this demon, right? Yeah. You don't see a demon, right? Like there is. So this dude could just be yelling for no reason. Stay back, demon! And I was like. I like you. Got to watch Ghost Adventures on Travel Channel yes. with the Zach Baggins. Yeah. You familiar with this guy? Same sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> Did you see that? Right here, right on this side. No, we, you know that we can't see it, and you know that we can't verify whether you felt that. Yeah. But that's the usual go-to. Yeah. I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Well, this dude, you know, he has a headache all of a sudden. Well, right. I right. I can't see your headache. Well, you know what? People yeah, yeah. get headaches. <laughs> yeah. Get out, demon. And he would use these like, I, I, I besiege thee. And I'm like, what? Why are you using That's these words? Do. There's one where, where yeah. they're, they're in a prison. <laughs> you think you're tough? Yeah. You think you're tough? Come yeah. on. You will not scare. I will not back down to you. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, right. most most uh, demons were theater actors, yeah, and you have to speak yeah. their language. Sure. You have to tell them you have to you have give to me a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, I was going to have us take a break, but we're just getting started, so we're going to keep going until we get to uh, you who Lou. Tired. We got about ten minutes. So there's some calls coming in. I sure. do uh, want to go to Clint. Uh, hi, Clint. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. How we doing? Great. What's up, buddy? All right, so Preston, I want to ease your mind a little bit. All right. <laughs> I, I understand that uh, ghosts can be a little scary. Yes. And whatnot. But the majority of them are, uh, unfortunately, I, I would say unfortunately, but uh, in my family, we have uh, family members who are able to see other things, um, you know, questionable stuff. So, unfortunately, I'm one of those people that has that little so-called so, gift. So you, you believe that you're uh, uh, what they call sensitive to this? Yes. Okay, and, and you, you yourself, you believe you've seen the uh, ghosts and things of that nature? Yes, so I have seen a few things. They're just curious. They're not. Are, are they asking you where Preston lives? <laughs> what was that? Are they asking you where Preston lives? <laughs> yeah, they're like, where is Presbo? And I'm like, oh, he's probably somewhere in Balakin. <laughs> <laughs> but the majority of them are just like, we're, we're curious. We need help getting to the other side. And they're not trying to scare you. They're just, okay. they're just curious. Clint, I need to know, how, how does this manifest itself to you? So... With certain people, uh, we have auras. Uh, if you're into that whole thing, like you got the purple, you got the red, you got the blue, all that different colors. It's like a like Skittles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so, the rainbow. Uh, I, I have a blue aura from what I was told from certain people, like my mother has. So that blue aura is like a beacon for people who are stuck on this side that want to cross the other side. They want help getting to the other side. They'll take your energy and be like, hey, what's going on? Why can't we leave? Yeah, stuff like that. That's why most people are just sensitive because of the aura that we have. Okay. And yeah, but, but what I'm what I'm asking you is how does it manifest itself to you? How do, do you, you see do it? you see something? Do you hear something? Do you feel something? Yeah. What what how do you know? 
the majority of the time is like I feel my arms go up, you know, my arms go up, my hairs go up on my arms, and I do hear like a little voice here and there in my ear turn around. <laughs> Where's Preston? It's it's ET asking to go home. <laughs> Okay. Wait, so. Preston All right. No, I, listen, I, I appreciate it, Clint. I, I personally don't believe it. I think it might be your, your inner voice talking to you. But if you believe it and Absolutely. you truly are into it, then uh, Absolutely. then that's that that's all good. And and it but it you know what? Even though, like I said, Clint, I don't really believe it, it still scares me. <laughs> yeah. How pathetic am I? Listen, what if you were walking down your stairs in the morning and you heard I had three testicles. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Clint. I appreciate it, buddy. Um, Steve, also in this uh, this documentary thing, that I, there's a guy on one of the teams. They uh, they have a person who is a uh, who is a quote unquote psychic or or a, a, is I forget what they call or, it. A w- medium works for or... Roto Rooter and bought a lot of equipment on Amazon. But then all of a sudden, the one guy oh, who's just in a, uh, he's just one of the investigators. He discovers while he's there that. <sighs> I have psychic abilities. Oh my god, dude, dude, I felt it. Did you see that? Did you see it? Where? Over there. You didn't see that? All right, play back the audio. Did you hear what it said? Did you hear it? It said I died during the Civil War. I didn't hear that. Play it back. Yeah. Now, when we would do the 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 ghost investigations, and we would look for uh, EMP or not EMPs, that's electromagnetic pulse, but the um, EVPs, EVPs, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was the electric voice phenomenon. Yes, and then there are snow peas. Uh, <laughs> which, uh, you know, they're delicious. Yeah, but you got to get the the string out of them though. <laughs> yeah, I prefer water. But anyway. Uh, we, you know, we would ask these questions and, and roll a recording device, and then you would listen back, and we would hear things that were kind of like, "All right, what was that?" You know, it so, happened. One happened, Cl- Preston. We were in what was sort of a holding area at the uh, at the penitentiary, Eastern State Penitentiary. We were up in this area. We were standing there. We saw the recording process. We saw everything play out. And at a certain point, where the guy was conducting the tour, Lou Drew was conducting the tour and doing the experiment. He uh, he asked, do you want us here? We were there standing around him when he asked the question. We heard nothing. And yet on playback, when he played it back, he said, do you want us here? And you can hear with room reverb, no. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and it's, and, <laughs> Sorry, Mel, one yeah. more time. But it was faint. It was faint like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, Preston. I mean, you were there. You heard the on the, on the playback and that that file. You yeah. can find that on yeah. online. Yeah. I still sorry, Casey. I still sing that song when Louis Lujeru, Lujeru. Yeah, that was his name. Is Lujeru? We have that. You want to hear? it? We have our <laughs> All right, here we go. Song for Lujeru. Here we go. <laughs> wait, wait. You got Why isn't that working? Right here. Okay. Is that Zach? Yeah, that's yeah. Zach. Uh-huh. Uh, the bravest thing I ever did, though, is when we did the when we stayed at the Eastern State Penitentiary. Everybody went off overnight. Yeah, overnight, overnight. and everybody went off and did, we did that a couple times. Yeah, and I stayed in the rotunda. All by myself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I did not open my eyes. I'm like, if there's a ghost here, I don't want to do this. I'm just going to keep my eyes closed. Hang we- on. I want to go to Samantha. She's been on hold for a while. Hi, Samantha. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Samantha? So I have actually two things. You have to pick which one. Okay. Um, I have a story about, like, how I thought my house was haunted and my ex thought someone was breaking in. And so, like, he's got, like, this weapon. And I'm like, that's not going to work on a ghost. 
Or I have where you guys are talking Is about. Is it a proton pack? <laughs> go, go ahead. I'm sorry? No, no, you said he had a weapon. What what, what weapon did he was he wielding? Okay, all right. You can't shoot a ghost underwear. with a gun. It's not going to work with a ghost. Right, <laughs> exactly. Does. She knows. You know, yeah. Samantha. And what's the other story? The other one is I can tell you, like, how I, I'm sensitive, too. I've always been sensitive, and I can describe that to you probably a little bit um, better. Uh, all right, so, so for, yeah. Preston was asking, Samantha, what, what you see, what do you experience? Uh, uh, other so, than I, I just have a feeling. Do you, do you actually see things? So here, it's very weird. My mom physically sees things. I don't. I see them in my head, so I get a feeling, and that there's a presence, and there's something there, and I can tell you if it's good or bad, and then I get, like, a vision of what I can relate it to right. in my head. So, so, so like, uh, if it's a, a scary movie person, I can, like, relate it to that, um, but it's definitely, I can get, like, an overwhelming feeling of it. Um, it just recently happened to me. We were like renting and purchasing a house and we walked into the house and I was like, oh my God, there are so many beings here. Was so many things here. Yeah. Like, yeah. To throw up. So let me ask and... you, let, let me just ask you quickly because you know, there are a lot of people and I mean, I, you believe it and that's fine and, and if you have that that belief, that's great. I, I, I you know, it, it, it's hard, no one can ever quite explain what they're feeling and it's, um, and I love this stuff but it's, it seems, does it bother you that people don't believe you? No, I don't care. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I know what I felt. Like, I mean, I know I felt it. And yeah. I know there's, there's some times where I can tell you things about people that have been passed that I've never met. Like, I once had, like, a huge thing. I told my mom all this stuff about her grandmother that I never met. And she's like, how do you know this? No, there's there's certainly there it's there are, are stories of, of things that cannot be explained. She liked to eat. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> gum gum. No, it was it was more of like specific <laughs> memories that my mom had of her, and my okay. mom never told me. And I was like, oh yeah. And I was like, oh my god, where did you know that? I was like, I don't know. Okay. Well, so wait, um, so how did you know? I have no idea. I just I was just sitting with her, and I just had this um over what like again I have this feeling and then all of a sudden like i had these like flashing images of the memory can you give us and an example of one, one one in particular um so like i mean my my her name her name was arnina so she was very italian uh -huh. and i remember there was like a holiday and my mom well this is what my memory is of it and my mom was in the kitchen she was little and i could describe her dress and everything and she was sneaking some kind of sauce or whatever and my grandmother like yelled at her in italian and like smacked her hand with the ladle Man, they love to smack like, my, go ahead like was like no don't touch that you know like lost her hand <laughs> Like how, like I could describe the dress star. Um, this is many. This was like twenty years ago. So I okay. It's hard for us who, do, who don't uh, don't have anything like this to understand what you're saying. But I, I believe you have that you believe this, and that's good enough for me, Samantha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Samantha. Appreciate yeah. it. All right. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a good one. Uh, Bye. It'd be tough to if you if you you know I, I I've I've had there. Uh, People in my family who swore they had this capability, but but yeah, I, yeah, I, I you know, it's it's hard. Preston, you know, every time we'd be at one of these ghost tours, uh, uh, you know, in the other room, something would happen, yeah. and we'd be like, what, what, what? I know, I know. Um, hey, we got to do this before we do anything else.
MMRs. Yoo-hoo loot. Now, listen up. Here's your keyword. By the way, Steve, that's how you will communicate with the other side after you pass away. <laughs> Did you hear do something. it? Bro, something. bro Did do you hear that? Say yoo-hoo. All right, the word is loud. L-O-U-D. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways to enter the word loud. Uh, you can text in the special contest short code number, which is 45911, or enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest, and each winner gets a call from Beasley, so be sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by Horizon Services. Again... The word is loud, L-O-U-D. We'll give you until 15 minutes after the hour. Uh, we have all our phone lines lit up. Uh, Unfortunately, we got to take a break. I apologize to those of you who have been on hold, but uh, time-wise, we got to break and come back. We haven't even done the Bizarre File. That's yet. right. Uh, PrestonSteve.com for the, the video and yeah. the full list if you want to check out the horror list, and there's a whole bunch of stuff. Absolutely. There. All right, we're going to break. We'll be back in a second. Stay with us, my friend. we got a lot of stuff happening this morning. Good luck. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Steven's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Steven's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Apologies. It is 816 and we haven't even gotten to the Bizarre File yet. So sorry about that. We'll get in and out with this and then we'll move along. But I do have some stories that I think you will like. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Red Robin. Choose any style Red Robin double tavern. Yeah, right. Red Robin Tavern Double Burger. There you go. With bottomless fries and drink for just $10. This deal is ending really soon, so get it before it's gone. Dine-in only at participating locations in PA. Red Robin. Yum. I harmonized on that one. Yeah, you did. A hunter accidentally shot himself in the leg while trying to fight off a grizzly bear attack in West Central Wyoming. <laughs> God damn, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, man. All right, I'll let you live. The, the second such attack in a week's time. Maybe that's the defense. You shoot yourself yeah. in, in the limb and the bear will let you live. You gotta be kidding me! Uh, Lee Francis was taken to the University of Utah. <laughs> Utah Health Hospital for treatment after the encounter on Friday. Francis was hunting with his son in an area south of Grand Teton National Park on Friday evening. When the bear attacked him, uh, he was able to fire several rounds from his handgun, causing the bear to run away. But one of the rounds hit Francis in the lower leg. (laughs) His son used a satellite phone to call for help and then began providing first aid. His son was able to help his father onto a horse and they headed toward a nearby lake to meet search and rescue crews. 
who was eventually taken to the hospital. Hey, hey, that's not how you do a tourniquet. Let me help you here. Uh, taken to the hospital via helicopter. You, you guys are pathetic. Don't ever come back to the woods again. Uh, wildlife officials have not located the grizzly bear because it was snowing. Game and Fish plan to try to search for the bear again today. I have another bear story for hey. you. A Washington state woman escaped a bear attack outside her home with injuries on Saturday morning after she hit it in the face. In the face. Yeah, the unnamed woman was charged by uh, an adult female black bear. She was letting her dog out. Uh, She sustained non-life-threatening injuries and was taken to an area hospital. The bear was killed later that morning by wildlife officers, and two cubs were captured and taken to a wildlife rehabilitation facility. Wildlife biologist uh, Rich Bazzoli said that the woman made the right call by attacking the bear after she knocked was knocked to the ground. He said she didn't see it coming, so she could not make herself big, clap her hands, yell at the bear, wave her arms. If those you're are, happy and you know it, clap your hands. Those are the things. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, and you want the world to know it, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Uh, hey, your dog. They- <laughs> no! Hey! That's not how the song goes. I ate your dog. (laughs) (laughs) He said, those are the things we usually tell people to do. Wave their arms, clap their hands, yell at the bear. Uh, If the bear knocks you down, then yes, your solution is to fight. He said it was just instinct for her. Defensive Macarena. Turn around and popped it right in the nose. Uh, The woman reportedly took authorities, uh, told authorities after she hit the bear that it shook and then took off. Wildlife officials said the bear was put, <laughs> was put down because it was overweight, indicating that it had likely eaten leftovers and trash. They shot him just because he was overweight. Oh, well, anyway, come on. Well, they do that at uh, some of the gyms. Yep. Uh, this is terrible. A Tennessee grandfather fell to his death during a skydiving accident at a high school football game Friday evening as startled onlookers watched. Oh, my God. The 55-year-old experienced skydiver was participating in a pregame ceremony event at the annual Musket Bowl, a football game held between David Crockett High School and Daniel Boone High School when he was injured upon landing. Uh, The victim was airlifted to an area hospital where he was pronounced dead. Uh, all the skydivers taking part in the pregame stunt were expert divers with the group called TN Jump. Uh, they did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Students and staff that need to uh, have mental health support will get it at the school. Uh, all right, this is a more fun story. A Kentucky man named Josh Nally has uh, revealed that he got casted on CSI to play dead after doing so on TikTok for 321 days. <laughs> Nally has never acted a day in his life, but recently told the Courier-Journal how he got the role. He said, I got an email from CBS that said that they had seen me on TikTok and wanted to offer me the part. At first, I didn't believe it, but they flew me out to California. It turned out that Mario Van Peebles was the director of the episode, so besides getting cast in the show, I also got to meet him, which was great. It's awesome. According to USA Today, Nally works as a restaurant manager, but started to take his craft seriously and spent the last year making daily posts and explaining to his followers that he's looking to make uh, make it in a movie or television show. So he would, every day, uh, take a video of himself posing as a dead body. Right. In different positions. So that's what he was doing. He said, I don't like speaking on camera, but I can lie there and act like I'm dead pretty easily. Having done more than 300 of these posts, I've progressed and gotten better. At first, you could see me breathing or the fake blood looked really bad. I've gotten rid of using the blood and gotten better at holding my breath. 
and I figured out that it's best to have some kind of movement in the video so it doesn't look like a still photograph. One of my dogs still seems curious about what I'm up to. <laughs> uh, the other one just kind of wanders by and then wanders off. Uh, he got the role that uh, uh, the producers took him to the Hollywood Walk of Fame to do what he does best and lay down and play dead. He said they wanted me to pose next to Marg Hellenberger's star, <laughs> and it asked me to bring a towel to lay on the floor uh, because it was really dirty, but I forgot. Well, he keeps making mention in these posts about wanting a role as, uh, to get a, an actual role, so that's pretty smart. Yep, so rather than lie face down, he said, I turned over on my side and played dead. The thing was the sidewalk was really, really hot. <laughs> uh, it took nearly two hours to film his part, but he got a, he got a roll out of it. Pretty funny. All right, and there you go. That's what we're going to wrap the bizarre file with. I had mentioned this earlier this morning, and I think I want to give this away now. Now? Yeah, okay. why not, right? Yeah. We have the Tailgate Tuesday Ooh. Primo and Michelob Ultra prize pack for call number 17 at 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to give you a $100 Primo Hoagies gift card and a case of Michelob Ultra. Nice. It's from Primo Hoagies. Watching the game with some friends this week. Score big with Primo Hoagies. It's not just Hoagies. Primo and Michelob Ultra. The superior light beer containing only 95 calories and 2.6 carbs. Michelob Ultra produces a light citrus aroma and a crisp, refreshing finish. Caller 17, it's yours. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. The new and improved MMR app is out. It's faster, better organized, yet fully customizable to your liking. Start poking around now. If you want to know what's going on at MMR this week, select our featured section to show up in your app feed. Stay on top of what Jackson, Brent, and Jackie Bam Bam are up to and select their show pages. Plus, you can make sure you're ready to win in the next MMR contest or see our latest concert photos. Look for Marissa's App Hack videos to get the ultimate user experience. So update your app now and then customize it to make the new MMR app your app. Mystery caller on the phone line. It's Andrew, I believe. Uh, Andrew, are you there? Hey, bitches. Hey. What's up, bitch? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm, we're doing great, man, but you're doing better, aren't you? A little bit. All right. Do tell us why. Because I just won $1,000. Oh, yeah. It feels so good. Wonderful. Andrew, happy about that for you. Where are you from, my man? Newark, Delaware. Newark, Delaware. What are you doing this morning? You, do you have the day off, or are you actually at the workplace? No, I'm at the job. All right. What do you do for a living? Uh, so, wear parts for heavy machinery. All right. Well, today, here's what you do. You just want $1,000. You walk over to that boss and you say, I'm out of here. <laughs> Maybe not life-changing yeah. money, but definitely a week or two or a month or two changing money. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but we're, No, we're happy to give you a grant, Andrew. So uh, you got some good use that you'll uh, put that money to? Absolutely. Excellent. Cocaine and hookers, man. Oh, cocaine hey, and hookers. Yeah, Our kind yeah. of guy. Yeah. 500 for the cocaine, 500 for the hookers. That's an that's yeah. evening right there. You guys rock. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it. Congratulations. There he goes. Another winner. Yoo-hoo loot. Next chance coming up at uh, 10 a.m. So get yourself set for that. We'll tell you how to do it. Very, very easy stuff, my friend. Uh, Real quick, I I hope you guys don't mind. There was a... um, 
Uh, um, it's kind of a shard out that I wanted to pass along. I got this from uh, Christy O'Donnell. Uh-huh. Uh, she says, hey, my son Liam is on the drum line for Downingtown, West Blue and Gold Marching Band. Oh, Blue and Gold Marching Band. Uh, they competed on Saturday at U.S. Bands and won. They are the Division Five Pennsylvania State Champions. Wow. Yeah. She said, my exceptionally funny and huge President Steve fan husband, Bill, and I volunteered in the uh, concession stand during the event. And one of the items for sale was chili dogs. What? And she said. Sucking on a chili dog. Yeah. Sucking on a chili dog. She said, every chili dog order led to some some knowing looks and barely contained laughter. <laughs> laughter. We did our best to keep it together. But at the conclusion of our shift, <laughs> and every hour since that we've left the stand, we cannot stop singing Tom McGovern's classic, Sucking on a Chili Dog song. Sucking on a Chili Dog. Sucking on a Chili Dog. She said, our kids think we're nuts, but we can't stop laughing. And can we get a shout out to Downingtown West Blue and Gold Band for an amazing competition and a little shout to Bill for being so damn funny. So that's from Christy. There you go. Absolutely. That song does get stuck. It's the, an earworm. The the chili dog yeah. uh, thing. If you sucking on a chili dog, sucking on, on a chili dog. Hey, I wanna I wanna point something out. We had mentioned the camp out for hunger, and I alluded to it uh, just offhandedly earlier this morning. So we have camp out for hunger two weeks away from yesterday. It starts, and we'll be at Xfinity Live. We'll be right there in the heart of the sports complex, and. There's a possibility that there could be a parade that ends oh there. Now God. I'm not. I don't want to put the cart. Before no, no, the horse, no, 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 no. But, but you, you, we have to plan for we have these to plan things for these types of and, things. And we, we had a little conversation, and it is something that needs to be considered. Don't want to jinx anything. No, but I you got to be practical. So what? What would have to happen to have the parade occur while we are there? Do you know, Nick? Yeah, so, I mean, the Phils have home games on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. So that's uh, Halloween and then the 1st and the 2nd of uh, November. Um, and I think essentially it would have to go, the the World Series would have to go six or seven games. Uh, game six, if necessary, would be Friday the 4th in Houston. Game seven, if necessary, would be Saturday the 5th in, in Houston. And so I think if the Phils win the World Series and if they do it in six games... They, the city probably would have the parade on that Monday. I think that they would allow the Phillies a day to get back, celebrate, recover from the hangover, right. and, and then not do it on a Sunday. And Casey brought up a good point yesterday. Tuesday of Camp Out for Hunger Week is Election Day. So they probably won't do it on Election, uh, on election Day. Good point. Which means that they probably would do it the first day of Camp Out for Hunger, which is Monday, November 7th. Do you and think it, they would bump it to Wednesday? They might do it on Wednesday. They might, Either yeah. way, we'll be there. But, uh, yeah. So um, the last time the Phillies won the World Series, in 2008, uh, they won on Wednesday night, which was uh, the 29th, and then the parade itself was just two days later, less than two days later, yeah. on Halloween, Friday the 31st. The greatest thing about that would be, <laughs> for us personally, is we wouldn't have to worry about parking. Yes. Because we'd already <laughs> be there. We would be there. We would be there. Now, uh, that's where it would End, right? Isn't that where yeah. it ended in uh, 09? Yeah, it yeah. ended at the ballpark, at the ballpark and they had the party there afterwards and uh, we were celebrating at Club Brisquet. We yeah. were talking about, perhaps yesterday in the meeting, that it would be titled the Preston and Steve World <laughs> Series Parade, That's what yes. we would call featuring it. the Philadelphia Phillies. Right. Yes. I think we can work on that. <laughs> I think so. We can convince them of yeah. that. Do you realize all the confluence God. of things that are going on? I mean, first oh off, God. it's going to be back 100%. And then some. So we're going to have... The camp out that you love, plus a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, our, many our different... tent was a little smaller last year. Yeah. It was getting back to regular, but now it's going to be the old 
The old Full biggie. Malone. Yeah. And then we're adding on the Sunday before uh, the whole camp out begins. The Burger Brawl mm-hmm. and... The, the fill, a, fill a trunk camp out car show. Yes, is happening there. There, yeah, at at the the sports complex, and right there. I will be there, Casey. You will be there judging Burger Brawl. Yeah, I'll be there. And then I'm going to bring Tupperware, Preston, so we can put some burgers in the refrigerator at the in the RV. Excellent. Uh, Which and, is unnecessary, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, but it's you got to do it. And uh, <laughs> so all of that going on, mm-hmm. bigger fireworks, uh, fi- uh, food trucks and fireworks. Everything is amped up. So. Uh, it's uh, uh, you know it, I'm getting very excited now what's, and and also terrified. What's the sports schedule that week? Uh, uh, Phillies on uh, not Phillies. Uh, Sixers on Monday night. Flyers on Tuesday. Yeah, Flyers are on uh, <laughs> Tuesday against the St. Louis Blues. Oh my god! So, uh, oh my god! Yeah, Craig Berube oh will be in god. town. And we're oh. Trying to get Craig to stop by. I yeah. think I think Tuesday morning is going to be sort of a Flyers day. Also, we were talking about this in the meeting yesterday. Um, our engineering department and promotions department has a lot less time to set up everything at the camp out for hunger because the Phils will be home yep. on Monday, Tuesday, and possibly Wednesday. So they're going to have oh, wow. a massive oh, time crunch. Kathy, the hours that they're pulling, that they're going to have to pull to get to that get executed. It it's, yeah. like, it's like almost around the clock. Well, it's a good thing that we've you know spent months and months like kind of like sitting in meetings and planning things. I am the all, least uh-huh. prepared yeah. of any camp out for hunger ever. I, I was tell, telling Casey this yesterday. And then again, we say that every yeah. year leading into it. We try to get our ducks in a row. And like the week of, we're like, oh, my God, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I'm it not ready for this. So blah, 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 blah. And so, and we've been having meetings for months, but I still feel woefully unprepared. Can't, I think, can't well, we just tell the Phillies, like, we had this plan first? Yeah, yeah. I think they would, I think they they would, would go get, for it. Except the backseat. It's also, we left out, the 25th anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's our 25th camp out for hunger. So it's a big number. It is a big number. Number, number. Oh. So... Uh, so we're doing what we can to get ready for this, but there's a, a lot of things. I've got some personal things going on in my life that I'm juggling right now too that are just adding to the uh, over, uh, you know, overburdened sensation that I've right. Like. And, but you know, you you always rise to the challenge. I will say this, uh, perhaps at this point, and we usually do this in the past present because it is, is the 25th. Um, you know, or if there's anything you think you can bring to the camp out, you know, that you think is going to be of interest or whatever, let us know. And uh, if you know, if you were there. For the first one, you know, way back, you know, at the Adams Mark years ago, yeah. you know, we were Y100. And it, we want to make this a homecoming for that, and, and we also want to see newbies out there. So you want, are you saying you want to do like a show-and-tell thing uh, with listeners? Well, anything, bring yeah. Bring, go ahead. <laughs> bring, yeah. If you have, a, you have a, a goat that can ride a golf cart. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, listening to Fleet with Mac, yes, that would be great. I think it's a great idea if we can make that happen. <gasps> we should see if we can get an orangutan out to ride to drive oh a golf cart. Maybe no. they can drive us uh, back and forth. I mean, are, are you yeah. serious? We should see if we could do that. I, uh, okay, why not? If you have an orangutan, yeah, let us know. Call the zoo. Yeah, yeah. maybe they'll bring one by. Can yeah. I speak to we'll your find... Fleetwood Mac section, please? We could scare up a golf cart. We yeah. could scare up a golf cart. Mm-hmm. We could do that, but uh, the orangutan a... is going to be the hard part. We should have a golf cart just to drive around for fun. Yeah, you know. Oh, they, awesome. down there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know, I do have my scooters. Ooh, uh, really? Yeah. yeah, I got all three of them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We used those at the blood drive. Mm-hmm. Those were fun. Should mm. I bring those? Yeah. Bring them. Bring okay. them. Yeah, if that's yeah. all right with you. Yeah, that's yeah, all right with me. All right. Anyway, it's coming up, uh, and we are less than two weeks away. Details at WMMR.com. It's just crazy to believe that it's uh, going to be here already, and Absolutely. all these things are going on. And they're on. throwing a big parade for us during the week. <laughs> that whole thing. Wow. <laughs> um, we have a couple pieces of audio to play. Yeah. Um, there was a, a sweet story about a flight attendant. 
and I wanted to play this audio. Um, this is Preston's Heroes. It's on a Canadian. <laughs> she was on a, uh, a. It's called the West, a WestJet airline flight. Right. And uh, the flight was uh, from Toronto to Los Angeles, and apparently. Um, the flight attendant got onto the uh, intercom and was talking about uh, the fact that it was National Teachers Day, Canada. Mm-hmm. And she expressed that on this day, people were recognized as, uh, recognizing their favorite teachers. And then she actually called out her favorite teacher who happened to be on the plane. Yes. Just yes. randomly. And uh, I want to hear this. I haven't heard it yet. I've read this story, but uh, apparently it was pretty emotional. It was very sweet. Here we go. Today is National Teachers Day. I'm going to get emotional. And uh, she came. Oh, wait, it's not you. <laughs> she gave her a hug. Ah, and, it's great. And they said they're gonna they're gonna stay in touch now. That's I was sweet. at a, uh, a dedication ceremony yesterday, and it's just a nice little segue. And I'd like to mention this because my, uh, Judith Shepard was uh, a teacher at my mom's uh, at my high school, and one of my mom's best friends. She passed away this year, and there was a dedication ceremony for her yesterday at Conestoga High School, where I went. They they have a bench in one of the courtyards that they dedicated to her. They planted a whole bunch of tulip bulbs that are gonna you know bloom in the spring. That's and awesome. Judith was just as incredible woman, and sounds just like this teacher that this lady was describing. She was an English teacher. She taught uh, Shakespeare, and she made such a positive impact on so many people throughout the years. Um, and Judith was just, she was one of a kind. She was just, she would be a type of person, when she would say, how are you? She literally meant, how are you doing? And then you would be sucked into a four-hour conversation <laughs> with her because she really wanted to know. Dude, and that's a talent. If you can teach Shakespeare to kids and make an impact. Yes. That's that's that takes uh, work. Make an impact. You want to be good at it. On generations of kids, there were people there that that had her as a teacher when they were in high school twenty five years ago. There were teachers uh, and administrators who were there. Rich Gusick, who wrote a college uh, recommendation for me twenty five years ago. Wow. And Steve Eberly, who was my French teacher, also wrote one. And so the, all these people came out to honor this wonderful woman. It was a really cool and impactful um, um, message and, and a really nice ceremony for Judith yesterday. I love the idea of um, a bench in someone's honor. Yeah, it was really and nice. I'll go hiking and, and sometimes you'll see. Yeah. Um, I like those two. Where you can sit and, yep. you know, just reflect or, or uh, you know, or, yeah. or use it as a bong. But it's a sweet gesture. They have a lot of those at the beach, like along yeah. the boardwalk, yes. and I like those. Yeah, very much so. And how does one go about getting one of those? I mean, do you have to... <sighs> I think you have to serve in the French Foreign Legion. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, you have to pay for it? Yeah, you got to pay for it. Through yeah. the city, yeah. 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 The bench division? That's a nice idea. Do they have to be dead? Or can you get no, one for yourself? Th- they Just... should should be on the edge. I want to... <laughs> let's say I wanted to get it's a bench. not doing well. What if I wanted to get a bench for me? Just for me. Alive well, and well and happy. Well, until you're officially dead, they'll just put like a folding chair. Wow, they're kind of expensive. A Memorial Park bench, we're looking at a, a one listing here, about $650. That's a nice one, though. When it you is. can think of all the people that would use that and have, you know, uh, to me, that's uh, that's a wonderful thing. I, I've sat on I've sat on a few people while hiking over the years, yeah. and it, it, it means a lot. Yeah, I will read. I've seen a couple that have, like, funny nicknames on them and right. stuff like that that make it kind of cute. But, Robert uh, Benchley. Robert Benchley. <laughs> Peter Benchley. Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench. Yeah. Who's yeah. Peter Benchley? Didn't he write Jaws? No, Peter Benchley wrote Jaws. Yeah, that's what Robert Benchley is yeah. his father, oh. who is a humorist. Okay, yeah, he said Peter Benchley. Yeah. yeah. Ah, yes. 
All right. right. So uh, you can get your memorial dedication through Article five, 6, Memorial Dedication Program through the city of North Wildwood. Okay, interesting. Well, you, you're down there. I think you deserve your own bench well, now. Yeah, I think so. I think it's been long enough. I All wouldn't right. do it in North Wildwood. <laughs> At uh, that beach and everything, it's just going away. Oh, you so, think the, yeah. the bench You're is going to end up in the ocean? Yeah. It's going to be coral reefs soon. Mm. I have an underwater bench. Uh, there is another clip. Uh, Casey, there's one of John Lennon from the yep. other day. Got you, right here. And this is John uh, futzing around with the original version of Yellow Submarine, Steve. The word was he was the original intended singer. Oh, okay. And uh, then obviously, you know, it ended up being uh, Ringo. Yeah, yeah. All right, I haven't heard this. Here we go. In the place where I was born No one cared No one cared And the name that I was born Oh, he's still writing it. Yeah. Okay. No one cared No one cared And the Melody and he's yeah. just using the but no one cared as a placeholder for. I like how it goes. Lyrics. Yeah, that was not. Yeah, different melody. There was a, a video I saw the other day. It's of uh, Elton John, uh, the first time uh, playing Tiny Dancer. Yeah, uh, Bernie had given him. He still had to, like a crumpled up piece of paper yeah, yeah, with the yeah. words on it. Amazing, and he just kind of uh, he goes, yeah. He's like, I, I kind of put a little bit together this about Bernie's girlfriend, and I, I wanted to try it out. And he's saying, yeah, it kind of goes like this. And he plays through it, and for the most part, it's the structure of the song. But like this, the melody's a little Shifted. bit different. Tiny and, dancer, where I was born. Okay. <laughs> no one cares. No one cares. I find that fascinating. In um, in Get Back, the scene where John, uh, well, no, uh, where yeah, where he writes Get Back, yes, uh, you see it born out of nothing, out of absolute gibberish, nothing. It is, it's he hadn't even made a, a sketching point, right? For it. Right. He's literally just riffing and playing whatever's coming to that mind. Was Paul. Or Paul, I'm sorry. Did yeah, I say John? You said John. Uh, and and it it, oh, it just it, it. <laughs> come on, man, give me some slack, I son. Post to the Kenny Knight. And it just happens. It just, it, it yeah. appears out of nowhere. Yeah. It's amazing. That you also, I love the concept of them using the, uh, and I, I, uh, I remember in the, 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 uh, the Eagles documentary, they talk about hearing Jackson Brown compose a song and, you know, keep going back and uh, tinkering, that you have the shell and that you have little pieces that you start to piece together. Mm-hmm. And so you don't, you may not even know what the lyrics are. And, and so um, I, I never, I always think, well, I have this. I have this message I have to get out, mm-hmm. and now I have to put music to it. You know, it's not I, always the case. Writing melodies is such a mystery to me. I, you know, I've, I have a guitar, and I, uh, I know a handful of chords, and I have tried to just piece something together. Nope. No. No. Really? Never um, wrote a song. Casey's going to play the one yeah. that he's written. No, I'm not. You're going to play. Your, oh no! You're going to do it right now. Come no. on. I, I never wrote anything. I'm just. Foot you're <laughs> Right Dude, now. I haven't touched a guitar in like a year and a half, so no. No! Play that song that you always play. Accompany, let over Preston over sing over the song while you play it. No, 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 no. I'm just, uh, this is how greatness is born, Preston. <laughs> I'm just telling no you. No one cares. 
He's holding a guitar. He wants me to pay. I, no, I don't want it. What's, I don't understand. Does he, did he write a song? I, no, I didn't write a song. Are you guys the Lennon yeah. and McCartney of this show? We are the Lennon and McCartney and Preston. Says, there's a little play, thing. I, there's I, a little I, thing you pick at all, all the time. time. Play it for us. No, I don't. It's play it. Play. I'll sing along. I don't. What do I? What do I play? I'm my best friend's a foot model. Yeah, that's it. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But okay. I need Where you were singing, oh, it was like you were bathed in light, Casey. <laughs> it's crazy, right? I can't even look at you now. <laughs> I haven't played. I haven't strummed in months. Yeah, I've yeah. I've kind of I, I went back to the drums for a little while. There, I was. Just uh, messing with guitar, and I, I can only do one or the other. Kathy, you still pull out the steel drums at home? <laughs> I was just going to say, don't you wish you could play something? Like, I wish I could just sit down and play. Right? Yeah, I don't know. That's makes... one of the things. I, I played piano as a kid. and Did you? Uh, yeah. And, and... Why are you always playing with the drums here? Uh, well, well, I wish. Like, I love the drums. I yeah. will I, I will watch a drummer at right. any show because I, I love it so much. But I wish that I continued with the piano and I, you know, kept going with right, it. Right, right. No, I... I, I I did want to learn the drums as a kid, but uh, you know, you know the story. I don't want to go through it. Played trombone made into a movie. Yeah. yeah. Do we have audio of him uh, when he was a kid playing trombone? Yeah, I played to take me after the ball game somewhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that oh, was the song. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You would learn back in the day. I thought he was pretty good. I mean, yeah. I think was okay. Hang yeah. on, we have that audio Here's somewhere. Yeah. It's just fucking around. I still, Kathy, I can I can teach you to play a little drums. bit of drums, yeah. And I've I've wanted to for Camp Out for Hunger to teach you how to play Highway to Hell from ACDC. It's a very, very, very simple song. And I would love to have you play it with one of our bands, like maybe Goodman Fisk. And I'm gonna record it and I'm gonna call it Whiplash Two. Mm. <laughs> That'd be great. But we'd, a, stop yelling at me. But we'd have to get a drum set over to Kathy's house so she could practice. That's the part of it. I so. have buckets in the really? garage. I have Lowe's buckets. Those will uh, work. Yeah. <laughs> like they play out on the street, right? Practice though, on those. You could be busking. Mm-hmm. Well, Jace was playing for a little bit, and that's what the, the guy said. Because I was like, I am not buying a drum set yet. And he, he was like, go get buckets, right. and he can practice on them. Oh, is that what you got him for? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. You can also get practice pads. It'll make a whole lot of noise. But that's not as fun. Um, all right, there's another piece of audio I wanted to play, and apparently it's uh, Pat Sajak talking about nipple rings. Yes, this is making the rounds. Uh, well, they have, you know, every Sunday now, or at least for the past couple of Sundays, they've had uh, Celebrity Jeopardy, and they've had Celebrity Wheel uh, of Fortune. Fortune. Yeah. And uh, so uh, uh, Joel Madden was on, and he is one of the judges on Ink Masters. Okay. And so they got into Pat, and he uh, discussed this. All right, here we go. Are you still doing the Ink Master? Yeah, hosting that that tattoo competition. I was going to have a little tattoo of Vanna put on my chest, but I didn't. <laughs> it's never too late. I was afraid it would take away from my nipple ring. <laughs> I actually think it would complement the nipple rings, Pat. Thank you very much. Wow. Oh my God. A little adventurous at night. Pat Sajak and nipple rings. <laughs> never really hear that. Interesting. Wow. Uh, you know what else is interesting? Uh, the guy... Uh, who created the fire festival? Yes, oh. Billy McFarland. Uh, apparently, he was released from prison earlier this year and appears to have a new idea. Uh, he has teased an event on TikTok. Did you watch uh, either of those documentaries? No, I watched both. Yep. Um, and um, there, <laughs> I mean, this guy is just out of his mind. He's one of these guys 
who has no fear. Like we say, what kind of person can do that and not live in constant terror that they're going to be discovered? This guy. It's like that. Um, um, oh. Bernie Madoff. Well, I was going to say the gal from uh, the the Netflix. Oh, uh, uh, Elizabeth um, um, Holmes. No, no, not her. The the the, the gal uh, Anna Delvey. Oh yes, oh. yes, yes. Uh, it's like her. Just yeah. a just a scam after scam after scam after scam. Uh, McFarland claims that this new project is a way to make up for the fire festival. <laughs> The music festival for the Uber Rich, it never happened. He says that the next update about whatever this event will be is coming in November, and he, quote, says everyone is invited. You know there's going to be a lot of focus on this. Mm -hmm. Like this November? Like next month? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to put it together next weekend, and it'll be amazing. McFarland also released a clue on YouTube about what's next, possibly hinting at some sort of treasure hunt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) God. And like Steve said, it says here plenty of people will pay attention to his next move, uh, given just how horrific the last one was. I love, so if you watch this, they had, you know, it's going to be this incredible tropical experience with these A-list music performers. And he had, where he ended up, Nick, you saw it, right? Yeah, they they were really fascinating and, and glimpses into, like, madness and uh, delusion. And Wait, thinking completely that it was, delusional. Yeah, thinking that it was going to happen, um, but then knowing slowly that it wasn't, but not actually acknowledging that it wasn't. Beverages? Couldn't get them. Yeah. Uh, they were supposed to go to have these, like, suites. It ended up where they had a whole bunch of just mattresses stacked. So, um, let me ask you this. So, so in the in the teaser video yeah. that everybody latched onto, it was right. like, wow, this looks incredible. It shows very sexy people on boats, on Top beaches. Models. Yeah. Uh, you know, jet skis, all this exciting stuff going on. Did this guy think that he was going to be able to achieve all that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They had lofty goals. And, but And was promoting it as such before any of this stuff was in place. And, and he got social influencers, like I think Kylie Jenner was a part of it. or Like big people in and that who, world. Who was the, the his his partner? Oh, maybe, uh, not Usher. Nah, I no. got it. It was uh, ja, Rule. ja Rule. Ja Rule, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, it looked like it was going to be incredible. And the way that they promoted it was pretty ingenious. It just... Was not never going to actually happen. And by the way, where they're filming that teaser, where they end up is they're on a, on a, like an old Air Force base on the island that's all gravel. There's they're right at the edge of this sort of um, cliffside. Nothing is safe. There's no power running. Uh, they're supposed to have these gourmet meals that are catered. <laughs> they turn out to be yeah, like cheese sandwiches and stuff. <laughs> like the worst. Yeah, I know how it ended up, but I mean, I was just curious if you know, watching this video, you you can make things look yes. really sexy, right? And uh, this does. The presentation is really inviting. Well, and it looks like the the presentation he spent tens of thousands of dollars right. just to have this promo put together. I mean, really, like it was a legit idea that had promise. It just, once they started realizing that things were going to go wrong, they just didn't own up to it. They, they could have said, they could have canceled it. They could have said, we don't have the funding, that this is going to fall apart, but they didn't. They kept trying to make it happen. But we spent so much money on the video. Yeah, exactly. We can't stop yeah. They're literally like five, six days away from where everything is supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. And he's out riding his jet ski. And the guy says, you're not, you're not worried about this? Yeah. You're, not, you're not terrified of what's going to happen? And these guys just cruising around. It'll come together. So he defrauded investors of over $27 million <laughs> yeah. via marketing and selling tickets to the Fire Festival. Uh, he and Ja Rule were sued for $100 million after attendees arrived and they the whole thing never came to be. Ultimately, he pleaded guilty to two counts of wire fraud. It was sentenced to six years in federal prison in 2016. He was released 
in uh, 2022 after serving over four years of his sentence. But something new, he's got something new planned, something big. Like, who's who's going to buy in? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Not me. So that's uh, that's happening. Uh, so we'll, we got to keep an eye on this yes. and see what the hell goes on. All right, listen, uh, we should take a break because we do have a guest who's going to be on with us in a little bit. Uh, she's got an event coming up. She's been here before. And if uh, true crime is your thing, then you want to hear. Yeah, she's great. Uh, when she gets in. So we'll get uh, Sarah Kalen in here in just a moment or two. Another shot at you who loot in less than an hour from now. Hang tight. We'll be back in just a moment. On 93.3 WMMR. to your neighborhood. Thursday from 7 to 9, Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show rocks Hilltown Tavern. 326 Roxborough Avenue in Mania. Enter for a chance to win Eagles Washington tickets or a Darius Slay autographed jersey courtesy of Bud Light. Plus enjoy $4 Bud Light cans and $5 Bud Light seltzer black cherry cans. Hey there, Philly. This fall, Duncan is ready for you to fall hard. Which means it's time for you to get your fall refresh and eat, sleep, and drink pumpkin at Dunkin'. I have to say, I had one of my favorite pumpkin drinks over at Dunkin' Donuts the other day. It's sinful. It feels so wrong, but it's so right. Take your pick of pumpkin with delicious muffins, munchkins, and donuts and pair them with a classic pumpkin spice signature latte. Oops, that's what I had. Or the ultra-smooth pumpkin cream cold brew topped with silky pumpkin cream cold foam. All you can, all you can, uh, I see what they're saying here. A little obtuse, but I'll say it. All so you can fall harder. The Preston and Steve Show. Remember, we run on Duncan. Dr. Trudy Fleer here with the 5G Home Recovery Podcast. Let's discuss a very real... Ex- we are happy to have our next guest on. She has uh, joined us before. She's one of our Not Your Average listeners from yes. days gone by. Uh, and there's an event coming up. It's called True Crime All Horrors Eve at River Horse Brewing Company. It's going to be Friday, 6.30 p.m. And uh, we are happy to welcome back uh, Sarah Kaylin. Yay! The show this morning. Hello there, Sarah. It doesn't seem she may not be able to hear us. She looks. She didn't immediately light up when she realized she'd be talking to us. Hi, Sarah. Can you hear us? Hi. Oh no. I'm looking at her. She's alive. She's moving. We have her via Zoom. And we uh, we're gonna have to just get her on the telephone. Anything. Uh, just give us a second here. You okay. Don't, you don't think someone's running this footage because they're going to attack her? <laughs> oh, that that right that's there. Looped. That's that's not live. That's that a loop. Looped. It's possible. To make us think. It could be. To I give mean, them an alibi. She's a true crimer. Yeah, she knows this stuff. So I don't really, I don't All really right. know. All right. Right. Well, we'll wait and uh, we'll get her on the on the phone. I think. That's or at least Morse code. I know we have the. That's hooked up as well. Uh, do we have that? Yeah, yeah. That line hooked uh, up? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Don't you wish you knew Morse code? I do. I used to. <laughs> I mean, I know yeah. SOS and that's yeah. it. I was, I you know to... the whole alphabet? Uh, at one years point? ago. That's crazy. My brother was in a thing called the Junior Naval Reserve. This was years ago. It was like, like a Boy Scouts type of thing. And he, he was learning all the different things. And, and we would, te- you know, test on with Morse code. And I could understand a good portion of it. I have forgotten it completely. Yeah. I just know SOS and that's it. Yeah. Uh, but I had a uh, I had a walkie-talkie that had the, the Morse code yeah. alphabet on it. And of course, you know, no. I had a ham radio <laughs> Preston and I enjoyed that hobby for oh, it had to be a full weekend. Oh, uh, you had yeah, a ham yeah. radio? Yeah. 
I got it. One of those ones in the back of the Sears okay. catalog. Like it, it, I think it broadcast to the end of my garage. Okay, so you but, weren't you weren't checking right. in with New Zealand, right? No, no, no. Wow. I could barely check in with my mother upstairs. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, but uh, they had you know the Morse code thing as well. So. I wanted one when I was a yeah. kid. I wanted a ham radio. But oh my my well, I also my neighbor was into it full blown. I mean, he had a thing like a huge gigantic. Somehow antenna. his parents he convinced his parents to do it. Like a huge antenna array on his house. Oh my god! You know, yeah, yeah, because you can, you can actually, you can talk to the other side of the world. I find that people who get involved with that though spend a lot of time in their basements. I think they do. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, I think she's ready to go via via ham radio this morning. Please welcome Sarah Kalen to the. Hey! Now we have you, Sarah. Hi there. Hi, how are you guys? Wonderful. I don't know what happened with our uh, with our Zoom line. There. We need to figure this out. Yeah, it's all right. It's yeah. all right. All we'll right. Uh, we'll chalk it up to the little goblins. It's, it's Halloween. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And and hence you have a, uh, a cool event coming up. Now you do uh, you do podcasts. You do these live shows. You do all this cool stuff involving true crime. And this one, uh, if it's called All Horrors Eve, what are you guys going to be focusing in on this time around? On this one, what I do is I we don't go into the realm of the supernatural for this because the real world is, is frightening enough. Yes. And what I do the entire event, we're going to talk about cases, about real crimes that happened at or on Halloween, like in the Halloween season or, or right actually on Halloween, sort of throughout the years. I go back all the way into the, the 1800s, and then we come up to um, pretty much to modern day. We're just going to go through... Um, go through a bunch of these different cases. We're gonna. It's, it's. I always say that my events are a little like um, you took an academic lecture and you smushed it together with a true crime podcast, and then you soaked it all in booze. No, uh, that's kind of. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're obviously very popular. People really enjoy them, and they enjoy what you do. So it's 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 definitely a no brainer. I wanted to ask you because we were talking about this earlier, and my wife has a fear of going to like haunted Halloween rides or um, wax museums or things like that. The perception around Halloween and with these haunted attractions is that if someone wanted to kill someone, that'd be a great place to go do it. You kind of blend in, but statistically, around this time of year. Is there a spike or has there been traditionally an increase in crimes like you investigate? Not that I'm aware of. I think, um, I mean, obviously on any holiday or any time of year when you see a whole bunch of people sort of out partying, obviously there's going to be a little uptick. But I don't think um, I, I don't think that there's anything specifically tied to ha- Halloween that I've seen in the numbers. Um, but I, I kind of don't blame your wife. For feeling that way, I feel a little bit the same way. You know what I mean? Like you do, you do think somebody could could blend in with a real axe at you know at Eastern State, <laughs> right? So, uh, but my wife has every reason to feel that way. Well, that's cool. I wanted yeah, I wanted to ask you, uh, Sarah, because of this, and we we're talking again earlier about horror movies and stuff. You've seen. Obviously, what you investigate is fascinating. We're perpetually in, fascinated by it. What you you know report on, uh, but. Um, to seeing all that and seeing the worst of humanity, does that sort of make you predisposed to being cynical about people when you meet them? Um, boy, that's a loaded question. Yeah, you know, yeah, I've I've been, you know, I do this true crime stuff, but I also still work. I, I'm still an active um, homicide investigator, a cold case homicide investigator specifically, and I've. I've been in the field and in investigations or in law enforcement in one capacity or another for almost 25 years. 
I think, yeah, I probably, I, I, I probably have my guard up maybe a little bit more than the average person. But I do think, I do think in general that women are are more aware of the of the possibilities for danger around them because the you know the possibilities for danger around women are higher than they are for men. I mean, right. it's just a fact. Um, and so I think that we're we're probably all a little more in tune to that than the guys just sort of like you know fifty dudes going down going down the street. Right. It, it, it's 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 interesting because there's so many things, I and mean, as of late, um, there's been this fascination as as surge for um, the, all things Jeffrey Dahmer because of this Netflix series, mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before that where you know uh, people will beat themselves up for being fascinated by this stuff, but th- this is fascinating. It, it, there's a, a point though at which it crosses over into ghoulishness. Um, what's your take on all this and what's going on with the Netflix series? I mean, gosh, that's a really great question. And I think that there has actually this year, uh, because of a couple of things, there has been sort of a reckoning within the true crime community, like within the content producer community this year, um, about ethics in the genre. And I think because there was sort of this explosion of popularity over the last decade, I, I mean, I always say that true crime has existed as a as a sort of consumer product uh, since the dawn of time. Right. I mean, I love at, at my events to show old photos from like 1900 and it'll be like a court case or an actual crime scene. There's just swarms of people. Um, most of the women, it, you know, so true crime has always been a, a, a woman's genre. But I, I think this year, because the explosion is sort of coming to a point where it's like, okay, this is so big now. We can't ignore this. It's not this tiny little subset of the media. And there has been a lot more talk about how do we do this ethically. And I think that there are, there are some camps where they're going to kind of continue to dig their heels into the sensational side of things, and there are there are camps. I think I think more of them, and I would I'd like to hope that I I can count myself among this camp, um, who are really keenly aware of the the dignity of the case, the dignity of the victims, um, and the dignity of the loved ones who, who who may still be around. And I I think that it's it's really important. You know, people want to learn this stuff, and so there is a certain amount of information about the case or about certain types of killers that we have to share in order to educate people. But we don't have to, we don't have to, you know, just be up to our eyeballs, so to right. speak, in every single detail of every single case in order to understand the psychology or in order to understand ways to make ourselves safer. So I think it's it's really about about you know setting the bar and saying. Um, I won't consume things that are not going to treat these people with respect. Okay. Um, and and to do do your homework, like you can look into the way these um, these you know these podcasts or the shows or or books. You can look into the content creators. You can look into the things that the families have to say. If you feel like I really only want to put my support behind behind creators who are trying to do good in the world, there is. There is real good to be done in the world through this. I mean, you look at um, just recently, I mean, in, in recent days, literally, the exoneration of Adnan Syed, that is, that's so important. Um, the, the exoneration of the, the three men in the Malcolm X assassination, that that came out of 
a documentary series. And um, Sarah, and, I, I know you were working on one as well. This is a case from 1993, right, from Mobile, Alabama. And it's fascinating to me when yeah. these cases are 30, 40 years old that they can find new evidence or find evidence that was suppressed or, or whatever and find ways to, to free uh, wrongfully convicted criminals um, or just to solve uh, something that at one point seemed unsolvable. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I'm, I am excited about that one. I, I'm, I know I talked to you guys about this case the very first time I came on. Um, I've been on it for three and a half years now, and I think I think we're closing in on an indictment uh, by the end of this year. Wow. It, it's, I mean, it's astonishing. Wow. Uh, 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 Patton Oswalt's um, wife, who, who passed yeah. away, she was uh, was the Golden State Killer? Was, was, yeah, yes. McNamara. Right, yeah. and and she was invested in that for I think it was a decade plus. I mean, there's at a certain point with what you do as well. I you know you said connecting through to the victims, you know, or, or surviving family members, and and we were talking um, earlier this week uh, about, or it was last week about the importance of that sense of closure. Uh, you know, to to know that you are on an on a, uh, on, a on a journey to bring closure to people. Um, you know, uh, because to me, I, I can't think of anything worse. Someone goes missing in your life or, you know, you, and you, you just need to know at least something and people just kind of sit in this limbo. And I, I think that's gotta be an excruciating place to be. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I do, you know, I work right up close with this and I see them sit in that place. And, um, it just, I mean, it strengthens my resolve personally to at least give them answers. I don't know if it will give them closure, but maybe it will give them a little bit of peace. And that's, that's my hope when I, when I take on a new cold case. Sarah, how, how often does the old, um, the Occam's razor principle <laughs> prove valid that the, the simplest explanation is usually the explanation? Uh, pretty frequently. Okay, all right. Uh, you know, there's there's the great true crime trope of you know it, it was the husband because you know it usually was the husband. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, you know that's that's there too, but not always. Not always. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of times, um, you know, sometimes detectives get excited about some, you know, about like you know the the, the idea of when you hear hoofbeats saying horses, not zebras. And I think sometimes people get super excited about a zebra and spend a lot of time running down what turns out to be a horse. <laughs> right, yeah. That makes sense. Does any case come to mind that you perhaps were directly involved in, uh, in investigating where everything pointed in one direction and you did have a case where uh, it was not Occam's razor and it came out of, completely came out of left field? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, now you put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I, I started this year on another case in Mobile County um, that I, I think at the time it has been believed for a really long time that it was just a matter of proving that it was the husband in that case. And I when I took on the case, I kind of had the same thought. I said, yeah, certainly it certainly looks like it. And I thought this was going to be a quick close. Um, and now we're finding we're finding some some stripes. We're finding some stripes. Ah. Maybe this one might be a zebra. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. It's Sarah, fascinating. Sarah, there are those you know super duper high profile cases that uh, you know a lot of people who are, are familiar with this realm uh, know, like the Zodiac Killer, and yeah. that, that are kind of like these hail mary. Wow, they've never can't believe they never figured that out. I do remember, you know, the Black Dahlia being another yeah. one. Uh, I do remember seeing a, a while back, it might have been last year, that they had broken that code for the um, Zodiac for the Zodiac Killer. Did anything ever come of that that you know? I mean, I know I could go look it up, but I was wondering if you knew offhand. 
You know, it's funny. I was actually just talking about that at one of my events um, in Chicago this week. I So there was a whole flurry of activity, and the team of investigators who had come together to work on that really were, I mean, bona fide experts in, in their respective fields. But I also kind of took notice, you know, when we were talking about, like, oh, it just kind of faded away. Yeah. I know that there was some pushback at the time that perhaps the information they had wasn't quite as good as, as they'd initially hoped. So, I, you know, I don't know. That's, that's, that's a great question, but I think <clears throat> I think it remains still technically. Okay. okay. Yeah. Did- yeah, yeah it's, it's it's all it's it's fascinating, and obviously, you know, we're we're talking about your event, which is coming up. But but there, yeah, I think I think people are drawn to these things on on so many different levels, and you probably have an interesting, rabid fan base. But and I've heard this, you know, uh, posited uh, occasionally that a lot of these procedurals, a lot of these things, not you specifically, but uh, in a way are sort of helping to train uh, the next how to gener- do it, how to do it. <laughs> Do you do you ever um, come across anybody who is clearly influenced and might have picked up a couple of pointers from all of this no. glut? I, I think, I mean, my overall answer to that would be no. That okay. Particularly, you know, I, I focus, all of my study and research has been specifically on serial predators, serial killers, and, and serial sexual rape, uh, uh, sexual attackers. Um, and, and the fact is that those... Uh, those monsters have always existed, and they will always exist. Right, right. So I don't, I don't think that we're making any. But I will say, that somebody came up to me at an event in Chicago on Sunday night um, and asked me if there was a way to get away with murder. And I just, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh boy! How how often does it happen? And we hear stories about it all the time, where uh, they simply check the person's Google search pattern, and they've actually looked up the way that they ended up killing the person. Oh my goodness! You know that we we often say we don't catch the smart ones. Um, <laughs> it, it, it happens a lot. I mean, not, you know, they're Google or whatever. They're actually, in this in this Halloween show, um, I'm going to discuss one case from the '70s. And there, you know, it wasn't a Google search, but this guy had had literally taken classes on potassium cyanide, and <laughs> they were able to to track that down pretty quickly when somebody in his life died from cyanide poisoning. <laughs> oh, Jesus. My, yeah, my my favorite is the guy who has the website set up that's a you know killer for hire, and people actually solicit for this person, yes. and he just turns them over to the cops. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, like I said, like I said, we don't catch the smart guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Wow. All right. So uh, this event uh, coming up on Friday, uh, the All Horrors Eve. And Saturday. Okay, excellent. And this is going to be at uh, River Horse Brewing. Now, you're going to touch on uh, a variety of cases that take place that have happened on Halloween. Can you share? I know you don't want to reveal all of them here because you want people to go to the show. Can you maybe share one with us that's kind of interesting? Um, Yeah. Well, you know, so that one that I was just talking about, that is a case from the 1970s. And um, it involves the oldest trope in the book of poisoned candy being handed out at Halloween to little kids. Poisoned candy. Uh, Now, you always hear that that, that that's a myth, that that's not, that that's never really happened. Okay. Yep. But we're going to, and we're going to pick apart the myth because there's, you know, there's some truth behind it. But um, yeah, Friday at River Horse Brewing in Ewing in the Princeton area. And then I'll be at Brooklyn Brewery in Brooklyn on Saturday night to kind of wrap out Halloween weekend. No, it's it's it, honestly uh, this is perpetually fascinating stuff, and what you do is perpetually fascinating. And then, and though you hate to say it, this is 
kind of an appropriate time of year for it. So I'm I'm sure you're going <laughs> to sell out quickly. Can people get, buy? I assume people buy tickets available. It says here at KalenInvestigations.com, uh, yeah. right? That's the best way to yeah, do it? Or, or the easiest way is actually just speakingcrime.com. And that takes you to my website. Um, tickets for all my shows are, are linked at the website, speakingcrime.com. Okay. Um, and you can you can find my social links on there, too. And um, and then actually in January, uh, eight-part podcast series on this case from Alabama will kick off. So, Very nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure this is going to sell out quickly, so anybody who's listening who's interested better get on it now. Yeah, I'm sure yes. we'll, we'll link that stuff and make it easy through our accounts. Oh, my gosh. Too. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. Always good to talk to you, Sarah. So uh, good you luck too. with everything, and we'll chat again soon, okay? All right. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, Sarah yeah. Kalen. True crime, all horrors eve at River Horse Brewing Company. They had had a Zoom link. Everything seemed like it was going to work out, and suddenly it didn't. Balakin wins a lovely little hamlet in Pennsylvania. Not much was going on that Tuesday morning. You could do that. Yeah, you could. I love Keith, uh, Keith Morrison is the is the, the the Mac Daddy, as they say of the. Uh, of those things, but they all have that tone. Yeah, you know, yeah, but no one ever suspected. Yeah, that. well, he just bought the wood chipper because <laughs> a new guy named Kyle started working. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> all right, uh, let's take a break and come back because I got some bizarre file stories. We also have yet another chance for you to win a thousand dollars. You who loot is coming up ten a.m. The next opportunity. Stay put. We won't be gone long. Cue the jingle. There it is. It's Kathy Romano, and I've revealed my 2022 Kathy's Fall Activities List. Ten brand new ideas to get you into sweater weather mood. Find the list, which includes helpful tips and coupon codes for all you fall activity fanatics. Posted now on PrestonandSteve.com. All right, let's do these stories. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre I have a handful of these to pass along, and we will start with this really strange one. A driver suffering stab wounds crashed into a telephone pole, bringing wires down in Massachusetts. Police said that they received reports of a car hitting a telephone pole at about 8.05 a.m. Officials said all four people in the van suffered non-life-threatening injuries, including the driver who had been stabbed multiple times. How did that happen? The driver had to jump out of the car before it even crashed. Surveillance video from one home showed people rushing to help surrounding the scene of the crash. One neighbor said, we just heard it more than anything. We heard like an err. That's what it says here. E-R-R-R-R-R. The car came to a stop right here. I came out and we started running around to see who needed help. There was people laying on the ground. It got a little crazy. There was apparently somebody else up there who had been stabbed. And he supposedly jumped out of the car because they were stabbing him. And he was the one driving. So they're stabbing the driver? Yeah. Not a good idea. Can you pull over? We need to stab you. An argument between the passengers may have caused the crash, police said. I bet you won't stab me while I'm driving. Neighbors said they saw a knife in the road after the accident. Crews were working on the pole this past Saturday, and police said the investigation on the crash and what exactly led up to it is ongoing. In England, a horny pair of train passengers were unable to contain their excitement 
and decided to start having wild, rampant sex Whoa. in what? public. Oh, yeah. Two very explicit... <laughs> my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Two very... Oh, yes. You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, two very explicit videos of the couple who look like they are aged around their early 20s were posted on social media. Steve, it made me think... Of the first episode of the show, trying. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because great, yeah, yeah they, something they, like they're that. They're on a happens. bus. Uh, the bloke is seen enjoying himself uh, by Where's not you go, bloke? by not moving at all, while the dark-haired female is quote riding cowgirl on him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! After the fox hunt. Uh, strangely, the guy who posted the video appears to change seats and sit next to them for a closer look. Do you mind if I get closer? What does not leave anything to the imagination. The identities of the couple are unknown, but that didn't stop Twitter users from having fun at their expense. Way to copulate! Uh, according to the Public Order Act of 1986, having sex in public areas such as in a bathroom is against the law. It could also... It's also stinky. Fall foul of public decency laws as it could cause harassment, alarm, or distress to others, although clearly not the bloke who filmed this romp, they said. Could you could you do it if you were in a hidden area of the bell structure in Big Ben? Uh, maybe, yeah, right? if no one was there. Yeah. Uh, so according to the Association of Chief Police, uh, Chief Police Officers, the Metropolitan Police Services is committed to making public sex environments safer. Because they investigate everything involved with this case. For both users and those who have it upon them when they go about their daily business. Well, sad for this. It's uh, not clear exactly what the punishment will be for the trained couple if they get caught. <laughs> uh, this is a terrible story, but oh. I've never heard of this happening. A toddler has died after being trampled by a giraffe oh, on a conservancy in South Africa That's while their mother horrible. is in the hospital in critical condition. So they were both attacked by the giraffe? Uh, yeah. So yeah. the 16-month-old girl lived with her mother at the luxury Kuleni Game Park in um, South Africa. Uh, police say details are sketchy, but they had opened an inquest to determine what happened. It is unusual for giraffes to attack people, and they're a common feature in game lodges in South Africa. Uh, the child was taken to a nearest doctor's uh, where she died, the police lieutenant said. It's not clear where the lar- where in the large game park, the which features 14 lodges, the incident occurred. A manager at one of the luxury accommodations was reluctant to speak, saying that the matter was sensitive. On its website, the farm says that visitors can enjoy close encounters with animals while walking or cycling the numerous trails. Adras are the world's tallest mammals and are not usually aggressive. Uh, the females can, however, be aggressive while protecting their calf. In yeah. 2018, British scientist Sam Williams' wife and son were trampled by a female giraffe at Blyde Wildlife Estate in South Africa. Uh, Did the, they both die? Uh, that I don't yeah. know. They, no, it says they were treated uh, at a private hospital and they recovered from that. But I'd never heard of that before. I mean, they're, they're wild animals, you yeah, know. Yeah. That's why I got rid of my giraffe. All right, we got time for one more a, this is also in the U.K., a paintball marshal who shot a group of nine-year-olds in their private parts what? and verbally abused them during a children's party has been spared jail. <gasps> Zach Ramage was, he's a marshal. was working at uh, Mayhem Paintball when he subjected to the eight children to nightmarish experience in Woodlands last June. Oh, my balls! The 19-year-old who was meant to be in charge of the youngsters subjected them to a range of traumatic physical and verbal abuse, shooting them between the legs, on the feet, and in the neck, as well as swearing at them and calling them names. 
Uh, he was sentenced at Crown Court after being charged with 15 counts of assault by beating and six counts of cruelty to children, a child under 16. Huh. Uh, the teenager was given a community order of 18 months. One of the victim's mothers, who had arranged the party and doesn't want to be named, thinks that he deserves a custodial sentence. He said he terrorized them from the whole time, abusing them physically and verbally. My son came out and we knew something was wrong straight away. But it wasn't until a few days later that he totally opened up and told us everything. That would have to hurt. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. shot in the nuts with a paintball? Uh, she called police, and uh, Mayhem Paintball was later told that Ramage had been fired. She praised the company for the swift action. Uh, up until the sentencing, says the nightmare party has had a lasting effect. Wow. Yeah, dude. Those things hurt, man. They hurt pretty Casey's bad. Casey's the expert. Oh, yeah. yeah. Naked. Yeah. Shot yeah. of what? And we also shot you, what, a thousand times? Yeah, I mean, I was, pretty, love, yeah. I was pretty padded. But, uh, you know, when you're going to get shot with a thousand paintballs, some are going to sneak through the pads. But, yep. uh, yeah, <laughs> yep. it doesn't tickle. That hurts. I can't believe it. A thousand paintballs. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> All right. Um, it's 10 o'clock. Here it is. MMRs. Now, listen up. Here's your keyword. Hi, the word is score. S-C-O-R-E. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways to do it. Text the word score to the special contest short code number, which is 45911, or you can enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And then one random entry is going to win $1,000 in our company-wide contest. Each winner will indeed get a call from Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. The contest rules are available at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by Horizon Services. So let me give you that word again. It is SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. The clock is ticking. Good luck to you. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are going to move right along, and we're going to give some stuff away, as we have been doing through the course of the morning. But this time around, it's via the lesson question, and we have a four-pack of tickets for All Elite Wrestling, Friday, November 4th at Boardwalk Hall. The question that we will ask goes from early this morning. I said it was Bobby Knight's birthday today. And where was his most of ire directed? What was he all just pissed off about? 215-263-WMMR. Don't say basketball. That's not what it was. If you heard earlier this morning, then you would know the answer. What was Bobby Knight all pissed off about? Because Casey always asks, what was he so angry at? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two, yeah, 215-263-WMMR. If you heard it and you know the answer, please call us. And while you do that, we'll do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you this morning by SEPTA. Day or night, SEPTA is the Philly way to go into, out of, and all around the city. 
Plan your trip at iSeptaPhilly.com. Steve, what's happening this morning? Well, Madonna ignited a social media rift after claiming that if she hadn't published her sex book 30 years ago, Cardi B would not be able to sing about her WAP today. Cardi B responded saying, in Madonna's case, WAP stands for wet-ass pastrami. (laughs) (laughs) In Bono's new memoir, he takes full responsibility for getting U2's album downloaded for free into every iTunes account on Earth. Bono says that while the stunt famously backfired, it did help iTunes subscribers finally figure out how to erase content. (laughs) And finally, New Line is confirming The Conjuring will be back in a fourth installment as the pool of Ed and Lorraine uh, Warren ghost hunting stories grows more shallow. Episode four will involve the couple investigating why packages keep disappearing from their porch. And that's your Hollywood track. The Conjuring, by the way. The Conjuring. Yes. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the lesson question. Where is most of Bobby Knight's ire directed? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, Dave was our first caller, so we'll go to him. Hey there, Dave. Good morning to you, sir. Dave! Good morning, bitches. Uh, good morning, bitch. All right, so where was most of uh, Bobby Knight's ire directed? It... Say that again. Oh, we lost him. Oh. Wait, I heard something. Hold on a second. Davies. I'm sorry. It's uh, cryptocurrency. Yes! <laughs> Correct, Dave. Hang on the line. We're going to get your information. Dave! And we are going to set you up with a four-pack of tickets for All Elite Wrestling Friday, November 4th at Boardwalk Hall. AEW Rampage returns to Atlantic City. Uh, tickets available at Ticketmaster.com and AEWTix.com. By the way, Steve, just so you know, even though I've deleted it multiple times on my phone, U2's Songs of Innocence is ask. still That's on my too. iTunes. Wow. I'm going to delete this one more time. I always had a hard time mm-hmm. getting rid of songs on iTunes. I couldn't figure out how mm-hmm. to definitively... Get rid of it for good. Not that in particular, but any songs. It you know, it's, used it's to a, be it's a process. When talking mm-hmm. about over engineering things, it used to be so drag it into the trash. Hmm. That's how you did. now if you have iCloud and you have it on a multiple accounts, if you don't eliminate it from the cloud, it'll keep popping up on your phone. What if it's on multiple playlists? Huh, that's a that's a good question. Yeah, because that's yeah. I'll do. Use playlists. a hammer. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get him. Preston yeah. and Steve's music view on ninety three three WMMR. <laughs> Brought to you by Liberty Safes of New Jersey. Hurry in now to Liberty Safes of New Jersey for big all savings. You can visit Liberty Safes of New Jersey in Mount Laurel. Or Bordentown, you can find them on Facebook or go to LibertySafeNJ.com. So, Greta Van Fleet postponed two more concerts in order to allow frontman Josh Kiska uh, more time to recover from the ruptured eardrum that he has. Yeah. Uh, the band has scrapped this week's shows in Hollywood, Florida, and Tampa uh, just days after they postponed shows in Raleigh and uh, Greenville, South Carolina, and Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, he said in a video message to his fans, myself and the band and our entire team, I thought that perhaps we were hoping that my ear would be ready to fly, so to speak, and to get on stage and to perform and do all those things, which unfortunately, that's just not the case. As a result, we're going to need to reschedule the Hollywood show and the Tampa show. And I realize it's probably really hard timing for a lot of you and really, really frustrating. (laughs) And it's extraordinarily frustrating and disappointing for all of us to have to do that. But they have to do it. You mentioned uh, Bono. We were just talking about you, too. He's revealed... 
U2 has a new album ready for release that the band is going to hold off on issuing. Uh, the legendary singer spoke to the New York Times ahead of the number of the I'm sorry November first publication of his memoir, Surrender: Forty Songs, One Story, and shed light on the new album, which will not be the band's next release. He explained, "We have almost finished this album uh, called Songs of Ascent, mm-hmm. which we are not putting out. We're going to put out a rock and roll album, so we're not putting this out." But I'm telling you, it's awesome. He said, the feeling of the edges and my songwriting together is at a very high level. My phone here is packed with new songs. We were tempted to put them out, out of competition, but we felt that the material was so strong that it deserved time to make sure that people heard about them as well as heard them. When we're in the room together with Larry and Adam, it's great. I'm excited. There's about 20 of them finished. He characterized what he wants the next U2 album to sound like instead. He said, a noisy, uncompromising, unreasonable guitar album. In uh, Among that unreasonableness, it is likely that I will put the part of me, the anger that hasn't been managed, to good use. Uh, Bono went on to say, uh, I would not be surprised if U2 makes the best album of its life in the next few years. Not because the world needs it, but because the band might. And that's a great reason to go into the studio. I would like to see them release an album and have a couple of hits. And, you know, I mean, I think they're in maybe in that legendary part of their careers, you know, where it's just they're there and they've got their body work and they issue new music, but it doesn't quite get the traction. I'd love yeah. to see them really. Yeah, if they could, if they could hit yeah. at least one more time with some songs that, be great. that resonate with yeah. the masses. That'd be great because they're one of my all-time favorite bands, and uh, and you're right, Steve. They just um, you know at some point it happens to almost all bands. They yeah. go into a, even the Rolling Stones. They're working on a new album. They they, they put out new albums, yeah. and yet you don't get that. Wow, this is the song. It's played everywhere on the radio because they have. But to... they're still the Rolling Stones, yeah. and and the fans still love it. The problem is they're they're a victim of their own library. Yeah, like they're oh you know well, that's a problem. Yeah, so I, always band think, name? I always think about. Uh, that scene in This Is 40 where uh, Paul Rudd's character huh. was talking to, uh, uh, what's the name? I don't even remember the name Grant of the artist. Parker. Grant yeah. Parker. He's like, yeah. oh, you were expecting this record to sell. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they never sell. They never sell. <laughs> they, don't, they don't sell. Yeah. <laughs> that clarification is yeah. just so funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they, they don't sell. They don't sell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is kind of fun. Um, the editors of Loudwire have ranked the... Top 30 hair metal albums. Uh, so it's oh. a new list. I, I guess they do this from time to time. Uh, but they have the top 30 here on the list. I want to go through all 30. Uh, you want to go through all 30? <laughs> I'd like to hear them, yeah. Okay, so we'll start with, uh, why, why does it start with number 29? <laughs> so they should read the rest of the article. I guess so. <laughs> all right. Anyhow. I want to uh, find out what that one is. Faster Pussycat, self-titled. Yes. Uh, Y&T Mean Streak. Uh, Badlands, self-titled. Slaughter, stick it to you. Wow. Number 25 is Razor Maid, first cut. And I'll be honest, Not I've of never heard of Razor Maid No, before. neither have I. Uh, then you have Poison, open up and say, ah, enough's enough. Strength, Steel Panther is on here. Yeah. And definitely has to be, yeah, the most current one in 2009, <laughs> uh, Feel the Steel. That's great. Everything else is from the 1980s on this list. That's awesome. And Steel Panther made it on there. That's a, that might be a reason to talk to those guys. Ah. Uh, Twisted Sister Under the Blade. David Lee Roth, Eat Him and Smile. Man, did I love that, that album. That's a huge album. Uh, great White, Twice Shy. Warrant, Dirty, Rotten, Filthy, Sinking Rich. Uh, Kicks with Blow My Fuse. 
Tesla, Mechanical Resonance. Number 15 is Winger, self-titled. Uh, number 14, Tooth and Nail from Dokken. Uh, number 13, Motley Crue, Dr. Feelgood. And you have White Snake, self-titled, uh, Quiet Riot with Mental Health. In the top 10, you have Poison, Look What the Cat Dragged In. Def Leppard, Pyromania. That was a juggernaut. Yeah. Number eight is Wasp, self-titled album. That's a good list. Uh, seven is Cinderella Night Songs. Number six, Twisted Sister with Stay Hungry. Number five, Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet. There's wow. a big one. Uh, then you have Skid Row, self-titled at number four. Uh, number three is Rat Out of the Cellar. <laughs> number two, Def Leppard in Hysteria. Yeah. And number one of the top 30 hair metal band, uh, band albums, Shout at the Devil from Motley Crue. That is a great That's list. That's a comprehensive list. I yeah. Would, yeah. I'd stand by. And the funny thing is that so much of this music, like, um, I don't ever, I would never put these albums. I don't even, I don't think I've ever owned one of these albums. However... There's songs on them that I really enjoy. I have a a full-on glam metal playlist. Do you? Yeah. And I never listen to it. Yeah. And I I, I it's fun music. I just you've just got to be in the mood, in the absolute right mode to uh, to to put that on and I, dive into it. And I, I should because I, I completely probably, enjoy it. I probably have a blast if I listen to it. But I need to do that. But I've got all of these bands on there, That's except great. for Razor Maid, which I'm not familiar Never with. Never heard of so, Razor Maid. Yeah. All right, and then one last thing. Marissa passed over this uh, press release. Uh, there's a show coming to Atlantic City called the Adjacent Music Festival, and Marissa called it. Blink-182 is going to be headlining. Yeah. Along with Paramore. It's going to be at uh, on the Atlantic City Beach. Uh, it will be um, over Memorial Day weekend, by the way. Okay. Saturday, May 27th, and Sunday, May 28th. So maybe we'll get some rockers that come down a little bit early. Come on! And come down to Keenan's and say hi to us. You never know. Uh, so besides Blink-182 and Paramore, there's uh, some bands we know, a ton of bands I don't know. But let me give you the ones that I recognize. Coheed and Cambria. Oh, excellent! Yeah. Those guys uh, love us. Jimmy Eat World. Uh, Weedus is going to be on. Weedus. Man, Very Teenage cool. Dirtbag made a real comeback recently. Yes. Love that. Uh, the Linda Lindas, and then, like I said, a whole bunch of bands I've never heard of, but by far, my favorite name of all the bands on the list, Mannequin Pussy. Yes. Mannequin Pussy is going to be <laughs> Seriously? Uh, Phantom Planet's on the bill as well. Oh, really? Yes, we can get our buddy in. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the actor, God. What's Jason Schwartz. Thank you. Yeah. Is in that band. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, tickets, by the way, for the show go on sale Friday. When's Mannequin Pussy playing? And Mannequin Pussy will be... Uh, hang on a second. Uh, loyal fan base in the Northeast region. So they're they're a local band, I guess. Yeah, they're opening for Shoe Tree Dildos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> May I? Yes. Okay. Give me a second. <laughs> I'm writing that down. We, we, we're going to have to sell is this. It, is it shoe tree dildos or the shoe tree dildos? Uh, your discretion. Hmm. You were in a band, actually, so. Shoe tree. I like it without the the. Okay. Shoe tree dildos. Did you hear that, Case? <laughs> no, what's going on here? The new band, Shoe Tree Dildos. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> actual band's name, though, is Mannequin Pussy. They have oh. a lot of merchandise if you want yeah. any T-shirts, Preston. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Hang on. I like, I like to see what those look. Do they look pretty cool? Uh, so yeah, some of them do, okay. yeah. I mean, any, just, any formal wear? Just name alone. 
This is my mannequin pussy tuxedo. I've got a. I, I might have to get one of those. You know, also on that bill are the front bottoms, so they should probably jam together. Mannequin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, front bottoms and, and mannequins. Bottom. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah, there's some local bands on there. We need to get we need to get uh, Froggy on this bill. Oh my God, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fit right in. All right, anyhow, there you go. That's the last item up for bids on Purdue <laughs> <laughs> Music right. News this morning. <laughs> All right, um, let's take. You know what? Hang on, real quick. I have um, a short up that's been yes. sitting here for a while. No problem. Uh, it was from uh, supposed to be on the 11th. Uh, it says, "Hey, me and my dad, Mark, are daily listeners, and we're always texting each other during the show." My dad is the Florida man. They took a road trip to come see me in North Wildwood and MMR, covered his whereabouts during the A to Z countdown. And I wanted to request a shout-out for his birthday, October 11th. He deserves a big, juicy one. That's from Ashley Gorsop, and she says, Santa's got to go. So All right. Shart, please. Uh, and then, uh, let's see. This one was for Friday the 19th. This is from Gary Cutts. And, oh, no, I'm sorry. Huh? Oh, uh, August 21st. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, August 21st. If you could do it on Friday the 19th or Monday the 22nd, August? August. Oh, my God. Huh. That would be awesome. He's a huge Preston and Steve fan. You met him once this past February at the Philly airport waiting for uh, for a flight to Florida. You may remember him. He camped. He captured. He, wait, collected a large amount of food last year's <laughs> camp out for hunger. He's the one that made the custom wooden Christmas ornaments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. He's great. All right, there's a chart out. There you go. That's for Jack Cuts. At what point do you um, does it go from being late to early? Uh, um, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Six month mark. Yeah, yeah. that <laughs> might be that might be really super early. All right, uh, let's take a break. Come back. We will wrap it up when we return. Letter of the day for the word of the week prize. Stay there. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. No. No? No. I'm scared. Not yet. Blink-182 and what I've done on 93.3 WMMR. What'd you do? Well, we have this. (laughs) What'd you do? (laughs) We have this. uh, Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, 93.3. Now, we have this uh, system of these uh, sound elements, you know, these music beds, these things that we play, and uh, the uh, Daily Letter intro and all that stuff, and um, it's, it's all digital, and, it, and if you don't click a certain button, they will automatically trigger. Yes. And so that's what happened in that particular moment. So I like to, th- I like to trigger them manually. I like to... When you when you hear uh, when you hear a segue from thing to thing, uh, element to element, that's me pushing a button. I'm doing that when Nick gets his little sign off on his live commercial, and the next commercial starts. That's me. I did that. You want to have a little bit more control? Yeah, that's the way you roll. That's the way I roll. I'm a controlling bastard. That's <laughs> what I am. Uh, but today has been fun. I have enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, we would like to thank our one and only guest who was on the program this morning, Sarah Kalen. Yeah. Uh, she is a uh, forensic investigator, and she has 
uh, podcasts and live events and stuff like that. So we we dove into uh, you know uh, some various cases and so on. And she has a special live event coming up called All Horrors Eve. And on the 28th, she's going to be at River Horse Brewing, which is in the Princeton area. And you can go to uh, KaylinInvestigations.com and uh, get yourself a ticket for the event. Sounds cool. like a, a really good time. Or, you know, it's fascinating, this stuff. You can't help it. Yeah, usually some cocktails and yeah. chit-chat about these cases. And you can ask her questions and stuff. It's really cool. So she was uh, very nice uh, this morning. Uh, so wonderful to have her on. I guess we'll need to do the letter of the day now. We get on that? Yeah. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. Ah, the Preston and Steve show, as the plot thickens, is brought to you today by the letter. H as in harvest. All right. Harvest. And it is the time. harvest time of year, yes. Uh, and we're going to harvest up some booze and get it to you because we got a stateside vodka prize pack, including a $100 gift certificate at a distillery, two bottles of their 1.75 liter stateside vodka, a case of stateside vodka soda variety pack, and a case of their Surfside iced tea plus vodka. And we will give that away on Friday. So uh, keep track of the letters and hopefully you will win. How you doing today, man? Excellent. Yeah. It's been this weird looking day. Now, we haven't been outside, you know, since before the sun came up this morning. Feeding um, the chickens. But I believe it's pretty mild out, right? It's 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 got a touch of a... A little nip. hint of cool, a hint, hint of nip. Of cool, a hint of a nip. I like that. Yeah, a okay. nip in the air, as yeah. they say. Gotcha. Um, but it's not bad. All right, fair All enough. Right. Good day to spend with you here on the radio. It most certainly is because you'll have you who loot opportunities at noon and three, and also workforce blocks of yes for John Anderson's birthday, a red hot chili peppers for Chad Smith's birthday, and a block of social D, which will be fun. Ooh, yeah. you're a big social D fan. I do like them. I've heard yeah. you talk about them yeah. quite a bit. Nice. All right, so uh, we need to give away our Tattoos Day prize. And we would like to congratulate Mr. Chris Maddox of Pennsville, New Jersey. Chris is going to get some fresh ink and some awesome stuff. We're giving him a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And you can find them at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. For artwork samples, visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. I'll take this moment to thank our sponsors as well. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, and by Sunoco. With the new Sunoco Go Rewards app, when you fuel, you save. Download the app to start saving. Uh, tomorrow, a Wednesday, Fox Good Day, we'll do that. Nice. Secret text word, we'll have that. And we have a couple of Phillies guests on tomorrow. We're going to have, and he was such a great guest last time, Charlie Manuel will be yeah, joining us yeah. on the program once again. And to keep the streak alive, <laughs> our friend John Brazier will be here. It's been working. Director of Fun and Games for the Phillies. So that's it. We're done, Ray. John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Houston, we have a problem. The, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. 